0: welcome back to the Rick Shields Golf Show podcast, everybody. I'm your host, Rick Shields. I'm here with producer Guy. This is episode number 74, and we've got a really exciting guest on today. I I actually can't believe we've got this guest on our podcast.
1: I am excited. I'm even more excited because of the stats that I've got to hand, which I'm going to tell you in a minute and tell the listeners. This is a bit weird, though, because normally we do this bit after we've had the interview, don't we?
0: This is where we say this podcast was really good today. I'm going to preempt it. This podcast is going going to be really good today, even though we've not recorded it, because I believe the stories, the career, the highlights of this guest today is going to be incredible.
1: Yes, well, I've not worked out a title what this podcast is going to be called yet. Obviously, people listening will have seen that by now. It's David Cannon. He is a photographer. He's a golf photographer. He is an absolute legend in the game. Fear not, if you haven't heard of him and you think, I'm not that bothered about photography, this is going to be good because the stories he has got are going to be insane you've got some stats there
0: just read i think we do this now before david gets here because i I think you described it before he's quite a humble gentleman he's been in the game for many many years um he's gonna have some incredible stories to tell some of the pictures he's taken of famous golfers such as sevi tiger rory the best players in the world for generations but some of the stats you're going to share right now are just mind-blowing. Okay,
1: are you ready for the David Cannon fact file? Let's do this. He's the world's number one golf photographer. Yep, check. With a career spanning almost 50 years. Wow. It's a long time, isn't it? Yep. is where it gets a bit juicy? So he was a top amateur golfer. He was on the fringes of the England and British teams during his youth. So he was a player. He was a good player. In 1975, then open qualifier, and he was thinking about turning pro. So he was, he was a baller. That was until a year later, he played in a pro am tournament at his home club, Leicestershire Golf Club, with his hero. Dot, 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 drum roll, please. Sevi Ballesteros. Wow. And watching Sevi live in action convinced David his talents lay elsewhere. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so Sevi was that good, David went, I, I, I can't play this game to that level. I'm packing it in.
1: Well, imagine playing with the best player in the world, which I think he was at the time. And thinking of how far away you yeah. would be you think this isn't for me i'm yeah. going to become a photographer instead but this is where it starts so he's done he's f- he's been out and photograph uh, photograph sorry i'm getting too excited already he's photographed more than 120 men's majors Oh my now gosh. bearing in mind i'm sure everyone knows there's only four majors a year and he's on 120 so that's 30 years of solid majors that's a lot of batteries
0: a, a lot, lot of camera roll a lot of
1: travel well not walking. only that he's done over 70 women's majors 19 rider cups again oh there's only there's only one every two years um 17 walker cups and uh, all 15 solheim, solheim cups and seven president cups
0: oh my goodness
1: Um, A little bit more of his stats here. I want want
0: him to take pictures of me.
1: (laughs) I think I was going to ask him, because he might have got a camera with him. (laughs) He's done over 2.5 million miles um, since 1981, which is the same as going around the world 107 times. Oh, my God. He's driven more than 400,000 miles doing this job, which is 16 times around the world.
0: Uh, He's driven all the way from Sussex to get here today as well.
1: Exactly, so that's added to that list. This is my favourite stat, though, the whole thing. He's spent... 5,066 nights in hotels, which is the equivalent to 14 years of his life in a hotel.
0: What? I love how he's kept all these stats.
1: Uh, I know, I thought that was really good. He's, he's been to over 700 golf tournaments and he has taken photos of over 25,000 golfers.
0: Wow. Wow. I was going to say. I bet, I bet he wish he had some evidence about all this, but he <laughs> bloody does, because he's got camera rolls and pictures and all sorts. So that's who we've got on the on the podcast today. It's going to be a really good one. Like I say, <clears throat> if you've not heard of David yet, you will know lots about him by the end of this podcast, and he is a true living legend in the world of golf, and we're super excited
1: to have him on the podcast today. I love the guests we're having at the minute, because like Sophie last week was absolutely class. There's been so many good comments about how good she was, but like they're not always ones that people would have necessarily always heard of like I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of people haven't heard of David Cannon, which is obviously fine but we know his storytelling his stories are going to have are going to be amazing and I think that's you know somebody commented today on the Facebook group about is it guests every week now and it's not it's going to be sometimes just me and you sometimes a guest but we're going to make sure the guests we do have on have amazing stories they want to tell
0: and also, don't forget, we're still, we're still in a honeymoon period of our studio at the moment, so mm. that's why we're getting a lot of guests. And it, it's made it much easier because we have a location now, so people we can say to people, come to Salford, come and, have a, come and be a guest on our podcast. You
1: should, you've, um, forgotten some, you've forgotten oh, something. All a excitement. You've forgotten something. I forgot to
0: say, this wonderful podcast is powered by our wonderful friends, Motorcaddy. Um, I have now played probably about 10 or so rounds with my Motorcaddy now. mm mm-hmm. And every time I use it, I'm getting more familiar with it. I actually made a mistake the other day. I played and I didn't. I didn't I actually carried my bag. That is a mistake. And I, 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 I just felt different.
1: I you've didn't got, feel you've as... got to keep groveling for a bit cause you've got to say it right at the start of the show That's held by motocaddy, <laughs> motor caddy. That's not enough.
0: Come on, keep going. I didn't feel as refreshed. I didn't feel as energetic where when I've got my, my motor caddy, I'm just like a different person. You know, what
1: I've noticed as well since you had a motor caddy. I might be wrong in saying this, you know, don't shoot me if I'm wrong, but I feel like since you had a motor caddy, your hers got better. I've is it, it's less stress? I'm possibly. I'm a bit taller. Mm. I'm a bit better looking. Yeah. A little bit I've thinner. Got a bit th- thinner.
0: I mean, my DMs are full of uh, hot chicks, hot hot ladies. Yeah.
1: Uh, Loads just, of hot chicks. The wheels bring the girls. I yeah. think. It's when we were playing that time. That really hot chick went. Is that Rick Shields? And and so we're like, oh yeah, it is. And she went. I dig his wheels he's sitting on seven inch alloys and you're like yeah girl is that the remote control version <laughs> wow that guy that
0: guy is boring. so
1: if you want to get the chicks or get the guys whichever you want to get of course get a metal caddy simple as that I think we've recovered that pretty well. Yeah, I do. Speaking of Motocaddy, we've got a dear Rick. I want to get this done before David gets here, because whereas last week we utilised Sophie's um, knowledge. and Yeah, I think we could have done actually with David on this one, to be fair, but it's a bit of a funny one, and I don't know the tone. (laughs) I feel like he's going to be either really serious or not, so I didn't know what his vibe was. We just don't want to waste his time. I don't want to waste his time. He's a busy man. So this week's dear Rick, uh, again, brought to you by our amazing friends at uh, Motocaddy. Um, And also, if you're not aware of this, you may be, but if you're not, every week for these 10 weeks we're going to read out with dear Rick at the end of the 10 weeks we're all getting put into a hat we're going to buy bringing a real hat for this one's going to get pulled pulled out we're going to buy a hat (laughs) we're going to buy a hat Um, maybe we can do hats I don't know if they do we'll get a hat we'll um get the f- first person out they're going to win a motorcaddy trolley second person's going to get a bag yeah. so send your email to us um, podcast at rickshields.com you're still
0: getting a lot of emails
1: loads the inbox at the minute is 968 and I'm trying to get through and reply and stuff but it's difficult
0: so good luck you've got you've got to put a really good subject to get guys attention well
1: today's email it was good but there's something better about it the okay. guy that sent it sent it bladdered really drunk and the next morning sent one to apologise no way yeah he did oh this is going to be good um, so it's from he actually said a Use his name, but I'm was not it, sure if we. Did I will. he
0: say that when he was drunk that we could use his name? He
1: said that when we were drunk, yeah. And then obviously, I don't think he said we can't. But what annoyed me a little <laughs> bit was I read, I read the drunk one. Well, she's his name. She's from Ethan. um Did she use it or not use yeah, it? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Ethan. Uh, I won't use surname, but. um he sent this email, I thought it was really good and really funny. And then I was like, I put it into the folder to read out on today's show. And then I found another one from him that was part two where he, he apologised for how junk he was, but it's class. So it's a long one and I'm gonna try and like skim through it, but get to the point. So basically his name's Ethan. He said, I'll start this email off with the mandatory kiss ass, I'm your biggest fan compliment. So Fair straight fact. away I was in. Uh been listening to the podcast since you had John Robbins on. Um and he's been playing golf for what, eighteen months. So he's quite a new golfer really um he's only 23 years old so that's why he had a few beers had a few shannies at night got a bit carried away and emailed the Rick Shields Golf Show podcast everyone's done that in the youth haven't they
2: well I, I've
0: I've been a big fan of encouraging people to get drunk before they go out and play yeah so that they, they don't have any fears on the next tee
1: get drunk play golf email Rick Shields so use, everybody use does a use a motor caddy but don't drive drink drive with the motor caddy um Okay, when we're, getting, when we're coming in with this now, I'm just trying to find the best bit to come in. Basically, it's a 23-year-old lad who's been playing golf for 18 months. His granddad, who's just turned 76 and regularly beats him over 18 holes, got me into playing, and he's been great at getting into the, into the sport, etc. Despite the occasional, you looked up a movie head, son, comment after a duff one about six yards, right. never gets old. Granddads can do that. Granddads can, but this is where his granddad comes in as being a real good guy. Okay, My granddad has been playing golf at Royal Birkdale, over 40 years hello 40 years at royal birkdale um and basically ethan gets to play at royal birkdale with him quite a lot okay nice but there's a problem i'm not gonna do this word for work. it's quite how basically he has been playing at royal birkdale with his granddad um But when he plays Royal Birkdale, he's really struggling to score because it's so hard. So he's saying that when he plays his local golf course with his mates, if he hits one left or hits one right and goes onto another fairway, he just carries on playing the hole and it's fine. At Royal Birkdale, like many, obviously, iconic Lynx courses, there's loads and loads of bunkers, and it's starting to knock his confidence. So he basically goes on to say, do I stop playing there at Royal Birkdale, even it's just for a few years, or do I learn just how to play the golf course and improve? because it's a really difficult golf course. And he basically said he didn't want to sound like he was a spoiled brat, because obviously he's getting invited to come play at Royal Birkdale, which is one of the best courses in the world. But he's playing that bad when he does play there. It's ruining his fun of the game. So what should you do? I've missed out a lot of that, I'm aware, but it was a massively long email. There was loads of tomfoolery in there. But then what I'll just we'll read back is his next email he sent. It was morning. I sent you an email relatively late last night. and want to apologise well, for the state of it really I had a few beers during the day and came home slightly under the influence and it sh- and that shows from reading it back we've all been there haven't we um, one thing I don't want to I don't think clearly translated clearly enough was that I'm aware of how fortunate I am to play at Royal Birkdale and how I know there are hundreds of people who will probably never get the chance to play never mind for free because my granddad pays for me when I do play um, and is it also worth noting that when he packs up the game in a few years I'll probably never get the chance to play there again so if it wasn't clear, uh, my main concern lies in missing out on playing such an amazing golf course, but the price is destroying my confidence. Um, I nearly stopped playing a few weeks ago. I nearly quit a few weeks ago because I was playing that bad and shot over 100. So that's his dilemma. He's getting the opportunity to play the his granddad which he likes doing at Royal Birkdale, but when he plays, he's playing that bad, it's destroying it That's killing his confidence. What does he do, Rick Shields? I'm
0: just loving I'm I'm just putting myself in the shoes of Ethan right now. He's like I say, he's been out with the boys, had a few drinks, got home, and decided to email the podcast mm-hmm. with his dilemma. Yeah. I mean he's really he's putting his heart and his soul on the on the on the words there, it?
1: What five other things would you expect a young lad who's twenty three to do when he's drunk at home on his phone before emailing the Rick Shields Golf Show podcast? There's probably not many things
0: I can list. <laughs> <laughs> And say out loud Tinder swipes. he well, you'd have to complete Tinder. Yeah, he would have to um, do other stuff on his phone, and <laughs> then maybe I, I mean order just eat even. Just obviously, that's what I was thinking. Just order a just eat a takeaway whatever. Text the X. Yeah, it's got text, text the X. I mean, I feel like where is X here?
1: Yeah, like his he's,
0: he's, he's email. Well, look at the oh, I'll show you the length
1: of the email that's oh, on my, my laptop God. screen.
0: I couldn't type that much stuff sober
1: well the only thing I didn't like then I thought was funny is he called me son and then in the email i apologised for calling me son (laughs) a 23 year old lad called me son
0: um i think mean, it's it's a dilemma but it's not really is it it's like obviously he gets a privilege of playing Royal birthday which is an amazing golf course with his granddad and i'm sure he loves spending time with his granddad playing the golf course because it is iconic it's the one that jordan spieth won at um in 2018 i think it was where he blasted it miles right on the 15th or whatever 14th ended up on the driving range and managed to get kind of make a five and an eagle the next etc cetera, etc cetera. um It is a tough golf course. I've played it a few times and it is really challenging. Certainly off tee shots, if you do miss it, you've got to miss it big to really kind of find another hole. Um, It depends on what tees he's playing off. I mean, again, is he trying to challenge himself off a much further back tee? If he went further up on the tee, but maybe suggested it to his granddad that they played it a little bit easier off the yellows or maybe even the forward tees or whatever it may be. Um, And apart from that, I feel like if it's a proper bunker, if it's only bunkers that he's struggling with... I want to then lean back on him and say, well, how much time are you actually putting into your bunker practice? Are you actually putting some hard work into getting better in bunkers? Because I think, for me, I I don't mind bunkers. Mm -hmm. And I think once you've got the knack of it, getting out of bunkers and escaping, it does make the game a lot easier and less fearful for finding them. Because I think, again, if if you fear finding bunkers, your golf ball has a tendency of going in those places you don't really want it to go in. It'll end up going in bunkers more more often than not.
1: I think there's a couple of things here. Even though he's acknowledged that he realises how lucky he is, and he probably does, I don't think he quite actually genuinely does realise that how good of a guy. Go- because if he's only been playing for 18 months, he's still a new golfer, really, isn't he?
0: Oh, is that all he's been playing for? Yeah. Oh, I didn't so get, to be I playing, didn't get
1: that to playing at Royal Birkdale pretty much whenever he wants is an unbelievable privilege. And he's not, you know, he's obviously does appreciate that to some degree. But what, what I've picked up on, and one of the bit I did miss out actually, was that. He says he shot 83 at his local course in Liverpool, which is his best score. And his best score at Birkdale is 95, and he often shoots 100+. plus. But he's focusing on score, which is obviously we do as golfers. But to use another analogy, it's like going on a treadmill and running a 5k flat, and then going up a mountain and running a 5k. You're not going to run the same time. That's a great analogy. So I think he needs to almost forget his score or give himself a higher handicap. Say, you know what? Yeah, I can shoot 83 at my local course, which is an easy parking course. But for me, it's breaking 100 round. Burtdale's what I consider a win.
0: Yep. Royal Burtdale's the third best golf course in England. Wow.
1: So, just enjoy it.
0: Enjoy it. Don't worry about your score. And set your set your parameters differently. Mm. And just go out there and play and enjoy playing with your granddad. Yeah. Because, like I say, it might not last forever.
1: That was decent. That was meaningful. I, I feel like I should have probably read the email out more word for word. But it was very long. And it was very in-depth. Because, obviously, he'd had a few beers.
0: I'd almost want you to do it in his, like in his manner as well i i won't mm. even do it you know a bit a bit slurry a bit all right guy rick it's buddy i love your bloody podcast me mate bloody love you
1: <laughs> i feel like we've got probably half an hour or so until david gets here which obviously the listeners won't know cause in a minute he'll come on he'll be here I feel like my, my voice isn't working today. I feel like I need a minute to, like... You know when a singer, before they go on and sing, go like... Wah, 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 I feel like I need to do that a bit because my mouth feels really weird. This
0: is the only thing that not out. recorded this section. If that was recorded, I would have memed that mouth up and what, whatever you did. Are we recording this
1: at all? No, not no no cameras for this. My that mouth is, won't that work. That is such a shame. Um, anyway... Oh, Get ready, a quick, Get oh, ready. Go, a, on. go on. Oh no, okay, doesn't matter. What was you going to say? No, you no, it's fine, it doesn't matter. I was going to say i played golf yesterday, but if you don't want to know how I played, it's fine. <clears throat> Do you want to know how I played? <laughs> <laughs> I played? I played nine holes last night, right, in my home club. Okay. And I had one over par through nine, so it was pretty solid. I had um, eight pars and a bogey. Okay. But what I really enjoyed, I hit a couple of good drivers. Nice. And it's still there. There's a little bit of something still there, so. A little bit of sparkle. A little bit of swagger, yeah, and there's um, there's a path forward, it's a massive dog leg where you go over these trees. And um, there's a three ball in front of me. And they didn't let me through because there was people in front of them, so it was fine, I was in no rush. And I waited till it, till it was clear to hit, and I, I absolutely munched over this corner, and then when I got to it, they were like looking back, and I was really chuffed, and I thought, Little do they know that I'm actually not very good at golf at all, but for that 30 seconds I felt like I was roaring. I even did the walk, like I had my trolley in front of me, like let it go a bit, and like I walked dead, dead straight, like bouncing, like I was really good. Did
2: you
0: find your own?
1: Yeah. Nice. Abby walked around actually, it was oh, quite nice. pleasant, and then I missed the green 50 yards, which they didn't see fortunately enough. <laughs> but I enjoyed it.
0: Well, I've been, uh, I've been re- relentlessly practicing
1: my putting this week. You was horrendous last week at putting. What was wrong with you?
0: I, I, didn't, I don't feel like the hole was big enough.
1: You, I would say last week you drove the ball in terms of hitting fairways the best I've ever seen you, or probably, no jokes aside, anyone I've played with in, in a way for like I, how I drove
0: like unbelievable. it, unbelievable, exceptional last week at Celtic Manor. There the was so many
1: holes of the water that you weren't even looking at; you was bang middle of the fairway, and then round the greens, it was like every six footers. You were just
0: couldn't get, couldn't get it in. So I've been practicing my putting. You know what it is? It's such a confidence thing, putting. Mm-hmm. So I've been practicing. I've got a little putting green at home. I've been practicing on that and just remembering the hole going in, uh, remembering the ball going in the hole. Like if you see that enough of the time, if you see the golf ball going in the hole more often than you see it missing, you get better at golf. You get better at putting. I think.
1: Do you think there's anything, any truth in the fact that because it had to have the flag in as well, and it just is a bit like well, it's in your got head. those bloody metal yeah, things. I like,
0: hate those metal. You might have seen it on the video people watching. They have in, in some golf courses here in the UK. You have these little metal contraptions at the bottom of the flag now, which is COVID safe, so you don't have to put your hand in the hole. So you flick it up with your putter or your foot, um, and they just stick out. They stick at the bottom of the flag. I mean, having the flag in anyway is is for me a bit intrusive. I must admit, I've, I feel like I'm, I can't wait to be able to take the flag out again. I think I've got way over that idea of keeping the flag in these days. The the hole just looks smaller. Then you put these metal contraptions on and it just feels like they're way too small. Mm. So New Break 75 filming tomorrow, ready for Friday. I've been working my putting. I'm going to play a slightly easier golf course because I punished myself the last two rounds at JCB and then Celtic Manor. Really, really long golf courses. So hopefully tomorrow, put a good score together, ready for Friday.
1: Yes, let's do it. let's get david on another minute i'm gonna calm myself down do some little <laughs> and then come back stronger in a couple of minutes all right see you in a sec, see you in a sec. <laughs> hello 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 hi yeah
3: <laughs> that's me
0: well david thank you for joining us today it's
3: a pleasure yeah.
0: honestly i'm unbelievably <laughs> excited about this chart uh thank you so much for bringing in a couple of books for us to look through the new book Seve, It just is incredible and we'll definitely come on to that um, I feel like I'm not sure quite where to start. I almost want to rewind back time, because we did a little bit of an intro before, and I'm fascinated about this idea that you had all the ambitions of being a player back in the day.
3: Yeah, very much so. Can
0: talk us through all that. How did that all kind of
3: start? It started, I mean, I was um, lucky enough, or whichever way you look at it, to be sent away to school from, Okay, for an eight-year-old, to prep school, boarding school, from 1963. So... Um, I was at boarding school played cricket loved cricket right yeah first 11 cricket opening bat loved it but then uh, I went to my public school which was St. Edward's in Oxford and um, they had a nine hole golf course okay very nice yeah so
0: you've not not played golf before this well I
3: played I played with my dad I mean my dad was a golfer and we lived in Ascot and we played at Sunningdale Ladies as it was there Sunningdale Heath now and I hit a few shots but you know and round the garden i broke a few windows and that sort of stuff but cricket was all i wanted to play
0: and was your dad good at golf was he a pro or no no
3: no he was just very average yeah but loved it yeah my mum was a better player but she didn't really play that much because she was looking after two kids and of course things were in those days the dad took precedent and you know he went and played golf on saturday morning and she looked after us and then we met him in the clubhouse at lunchtime and
0: and back in the day was it was it uh such a golf course where it was almost frowned upon as being a junior member back then Well, yeah
3: it, I mean I never even contemplated being a junior member at that stage it just wasn't a thing no and um, there weren't that many obviously weren't that many junior members and I guess um, we moved to Leicester in 1964 so that was a big change to yep. move away from Ascot to Leicester and um, I didn't play golf there all I did was play cricket in the garden and had the odd chip. And then we went on holiday to Scotland. Lovely. Near Nairn and up that area of Scotland, northwest of Scotland. And uh, my dad played Nairn Dunbar. Okay. And I had a few odd clubs that he'd given me. Yeah. And uh, we played 18 holes. And my first 18 holes was on Nairn Dunbar. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. Lovely course. And um, I remember very vividly, my dad, he, he loved his after game of golf. Drink. Okay. And um, he thought, I'm going to keep him quiet. And I, he booked me a lesson with, um, I can't rem- I remember the chap's name, Macintosh um, or McGregor or something, but a fierce Scottish, Scottish professional. And he had a junior, okay, Scottish clubs were great with juniors. He yeah. had a junior clinic. And, and remember,
0: you're about 11 at this time still. Yeah, yeah,
3: Maybe about 11. Years yeah, no, 11, 11 or 12. Not really picked up a club at that stage. And um, he put me in for this group session. And boy, the boy from England with a posh voice. You got, you got, you got, <laughs> it was, I got, you got at, roughed up, roughed up by the Scots. But I did all right because I could hit the ball. And oh you know, and the guy was he, he very effusive afterwards, and he says that yeah, wee lad, he needs to keep playing. You know, so oh. it kind of sowed sowed the seeds of mm. playing some golf. And then, um,
0: do you think your cricket helped with
3: that? But eye for a ball, yes, obviously. Yes. That's it. Because the ball was still now. Yeah.
0: Where the ball in cricket's obviously yeah. moving. Yeah, yeah.
3: And um, I just wanted to hit it hard, yeah. as you do. And then um, then I set off to public school at age 14 or 13 14, whatever it was, and this golf course. And there was a boy in my house who had um, some clubs. And Sunday morning was a you know, there was no sport on Sunday. Sunday yeah. was the Sabbath. Well, not the Sabbath, but, you know. Day of rest. Did, yeah, we didn't do much on a Sunday. Nothing organized. So off we went down to the course and I fell in love with it. Really? Yeah.
0: So it was just you and the, you and this little lad Yeah. And at then, boarding school. Yeah. Not Just a little nine-hole golf course,
3: did you little say? A little nine, are very, very rough. Was it? Very rough, but some really tricky little holes on it. And, you know, didn't have that many balls. But uh, by that time, my dad had given me a few more clubs and I had a mixed-up set of i don't know what they were but and this is the 60s yeah 69 uh,
0: so it was like persimmon woods no
3: those, those laminated woods wasn't as good as persimmon oh, but okay. it was wood wood but not the yeah, not yeah. the persimmon and then uh bladed irons that you know they weren't very forgiving cut down or no full no because no, i was quite tall you know by the time i grew in there i was uh, definitely six foot when i went to school almost six foot when i went oh wow at school yeah so um yeah, no, we had great and fun. And you just bashed it around there. Yeah, I still played cricket, but by the time I got to 16 and I was playing Colts cricket and the odd game for the first at that stage, um, I'd suddenly, you know, my Dad had made me a member at a scrapped golf club in Leicestershire. Right. And, um, yeah, I came home that summer and um, I got handicap And <laughs> so,
0: so it was around the age of 16 you can actually join a golf club?
3: Well, I, ju- I, ju- I could have joined before easily, yeah. but you know that was when I just decided that's what I wanted to do. Yeah, and um, I think next summer I won the Leicestershire Boys Championship, so I sort of basically came from. Wow. Yeah, came, that's a quick turnaround. Yeah, I went from a 24 handicapper to a six handicapper that summer. And, wow. And you know I was hooked, absolutely hooked. That's amazing. My, I'm,
0: I'm going to just, can I, I'm going to move your mic just round slightly. Sorry, one second. Yeah. Cool. I just want to hear everything you're saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's all it is.
3: So and so by that, then the the good thing about it was that my my study at boarding school, you know, boys boarding school, naked women where well, they weren't allowed naked women, but pretty women at that stage <laughs> and. Um, <laughs> Long-haired pop stars, yeah. you know, Jethro Tulls and the people of this world. Mine was plastered with golfers or Leicester City footballers. <laughs> was it really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, so funny. you know, I was a real weirdo. Like exclamation mark. So, so
0: back in then, then who was who was the poster boy in your golf? Uh, Tony Jacklin. Tony.
3: Yeah, I remember um, listening on a very crackly radio with a one single year piece we had in those days yeah. under my pillow, totally against the rules. Of news of him winning the U.S. Open in 1970, wow, at Hazeltine, yeah. So he was my absolute hero.
1: And at this point, was your you obviously becoming a good player? Was your aspiration to go on and be a golfer? Do you think that was achieved? Yeah, no,
3: I loved. I wanted to because I was down to scratch by the time I left school.
0: Really quick, isn't it? Yeah,
3: yeah. It was like one of those things. I think if you're a natural player and you really get at it, yeah, you you can do.
0: And you put a lot of time in on the Sundays with your pal, and then yeah, you've joined, yeah. joined the golf club in Leicester. Yeah, and Leicester
3: came home and literally got my dad to drop me at the golf course in the morning. Wow. I'd, I'd moved to the Leicestershire Golf Club by then. Yeah. And he, he was on the way to work for him, so he'd drop me off in the morning, pick me up, or yeah, I'd even, you know, in the high summer, come and get me at 11 8 o'clock. o'clock or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Literally all day long. Every Sounds day. like
0: every junior golfer's
3: life was that it I was the same guy was the same yeah yeah it's amazing it? the
0: best yeah. the best of the and best
3: what, what a sport it is for youngsters isn't it Teaching oh, you, know, you so parent, many for parents as well because you know they're safe yeah, it's free you know childcare isn't yeah, it yeah, <laughs> yeah it's brilliant
0: and they learn so many life skills
3: yeah great manners learn how to behave properly it's much, so important
0: financial yeah. um how much you can spend on your chips and how much you can spend on the practice chips, ground orange yeah, yeah, exactly. and how much
3: you can play for and yeah. not have the right amount of money in your pocket <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: how much you can afford to lose yeah exactly so from 16 and then kind of looking at turning professional some well, years after that
3: yeah, it was a bit of a pipe dream I suppose because um, I finished my public school meant to go to university I said to my mum when I came like I want a year off I don't want to go to university I'm you know, I've been away in boarding school since eight years old. seventy eight seven, or eight years old, and um, I'm going to have a year at home. And that summer, I um, so I went played. Got, well, I took got a job that winter. My dad got me a job with a friend of his in a yeah. in a steel rock, rock crushing, Ooh. building rock crushers in Leicester. I bet that was labor. I was outdoor labor. Yeah, oh literally. I was the boy who went on in the parts area. Fetching all the pieces for these enormous rock crushers on a, on the back of a beaten-up flatbed comma, lorry, and you know, no driving license at that stage either. <laughs> no <laughs> way. These things, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With these parts, and so that, that, I earned some money and um, went off to Spain early season in May, in March rather, to do some warm-up, and then came and played the amateur circuit that summer. Wow. And so you
0: work through the winter yeah. to fund your golf through the summer summer
3: yeah and mum and dad obviously helped of course well. but um yeah and um came back mm-hmm. and I think that May I played in the Brabazon and finished 15th at Moretown. nice so a good start yeah yeah you know and I finished 8th in the British Youth that year um and uh, I beat Sandy Lyle, which I'm still proud of. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> you know? I played quite a bit of golf with Sandy as a junior, actually, because he's Midlands based. So yeah. on, a, on the English golf union coaching schemes, you know, Mark James and Sandy.
0: Have they got their back? They've got their. Uh, I'm guessing you know these guys now. Have, have you yeah. moved into Korea? I'm sure they've. You're not going to let them forget that you beat him one time at a junior.
3: Well, probably probably trying to think if I ever beat them. Well, I beat Sandy, obviously, in the British youth, but that was it.
0: But I'm sure many years after that, they've they've pushed it into you and said, well, actually, we've carried on to do quite a lot more. And
3: I suppose the thing that really decided me that I perhaps wasn't the golfer that I wanted to be was um, playing with Faldo or behind Faldo at the British youth panel. Okay. Yeah, and I don't know if you've played panel. Golf. I've not so played panel. It's got uh, From memory, it's got a short par four downhill, last hole. And uh, it's a, uh, for me, it was a five-iron all the time off the tee. Yeah. Don't even mess with it, out of bounds left and stuff like that. And so you far, put a
0: five-iron down the hill and then chip and put chip, it
3: Yeah, I, I play it as a par four. Yeah. He's a driver all four days. Oh, my god. Won the thing by about, I don't know how many shots he won by.
0: So what, what year was this?
3: I think it was 75. I'd so, have to check that. Before. So
0: Faldo was just dominating at that time well, similar he, age he, to you
3: yeah he didn't really dominate because he wasn't there long enough because he turned pro straight away didn't he so yeah, you know off to america yeah so um he went to the, the the college the three of them went off to college there was um uh, martin pox and sandy lyle and um nick faldo all wow. went to the same college i think i think sandy lyle didn't last a month really yeah and um faldo i don't know how long he last. i can't remember yeah. martin stayed there so wow. uh, yeah so
0: so then, from that point, then was that when you realised? Hold on, I, I'm not sure if I'm going to be good enough.
3: Yeah, well, I knew I was good, but I, you know, I didn't hadn't managed to win the county championship, and I it just wasn't quite achieving. Yeah. And by that stage, I'd got a. My dad had introduced me to another a friend of his. has amazing dads, you know, yeah, they of introduced they do. people, and um, he got me a job with a nylon sheet company. In right. Leicester, yeah. right. Um, I was working in the warehouse there, packing nylon sheets. A lot more civilized than than the rock the rock crushing out in the filthy weather. Oh my goodness! Yeah. And yeah. was this the winter again? The winter, winter again. It was meant to be a winter, yeah. But um, they were so good to me, and I got on so well with them that they said, "Well, look, if you want to come in the summer, three or four days, whenever you want, yeah. you can earn some more money." So right. it was amazing. It was like I'd phoned up and said, "Can I come in this week?" Yeah and um, Brilliant. yeah so it was uh, amazing
0: gave you a lot of flexibility yeah. so you were still uh, there in t-golf then
3: yeah and then then i impressed the sales manager by finding a load of stuff for him to you know because he would got an order and he couldn't find them and i found these sheets in the warehouse for him and and he said uh, have you ever thought about doing some selling and i said no no, no I, yeah, absolutely no I yeah said, that wasn't your plan said, well, well our um, our northern sales rep is leaving i said do you fancy spending a month with him Right, while he's working his notes. Of course, because I because th- he said because I think you could do it. Wow. Yeah. So um, I went off on this guy Jerry Hanley, and um, he was a rugby league player. Was he really? Yeah. He's a big fella. Not no, there. I can't remember what position he played in, but I spent this you know month with him, or on and off, and uh, yeah, we had a great time because he um, very quickly said to me, "He said this is quite an easy job." <laughs> <laughs> said, it's not easy to sell nylon sheets, <laughs> yeah. but they don't want to see you. Uh, you meant to have a, a rotation of visits to the clients. So yeah. About every four weeks, you're supposed to see these people in this, on, our, on our circuit. And uh, he said, you'll learn very quickly. They don't always want to see you. Great. <laughs> so he said, just get a load of 10Ps, a bag of 10Ps, drive to the motorway service station on a Monday morning, phone them all, oh. and see if they want you to come. No, and he I said, but the I thought he
0: was going to say for the slot machines. <laughs> yeah. like and he
3: said, he said the, the key to it is picking um, if if you've got a bargain for them, yeah, that you let them know. And you always make them think you're looking after them. Of course. So, nice customer service. Yeah, it worked perfectly, to be honest. I never so got did you
0: move into that job? Did, yeah, did yeah you I, so I took it?
3: that job. I got a company car, you know, and I could go and play golf as well with Brilliant. it. Brilliant. So that was absolute. So
1: you were playing golf when you should be at the clients, really? Yeah. That's the dream. Yeah. <laughs> Every, every now and again, I owned up to playing in a tournament because it was an important
3: one. Oh God! Yeah. It was actually
1: with tournaments. it wasn't just going and doing oh, yeah, nine holes. It was
3: playing the British Am or, the, or, <laughs> or whatever.
0: Well, no one could get you on mobile back then. No, back then, exactly. Could
3: they? Yeah, and because I was the sales were coming in quite happily, and I also I'd met a brilliant guy, um, Morrison's. It's a guy, Bill Cartwright, was his name. He didn't the actual have, Morrison's a superstar super, supermarket. Yeah. yeah, we hadn't uh, had a deal with them, and. Um, he's a golfer he has been a captain of ilkley i think i don't know i hope he's still alive but he was a fantastic help to me because yeah. and we got chatting and he liked me because i was a golfer and we got on well and i got the first order for morrison's for <laughs> nylon sheets and it was a big order wow you know and in those days not as big as it would have been of course nowadays no. but um it was an introduction and um, so i was
1: absolutely you know, blue-eyed you, you, boy.
0: You, yeah, exactly. You yeah. were in the, in the good place Bringing in someone like that.
3: This,
1: this sounds like the dream. You've been given, you fell into a job. You've got a company car. You can play golf whenever you want. You've got no <laughs> boss that can want to have a Zoom call or FaceTime and you're know. on the golf course yeah. playing what, what golf. What a life it was then, wasn't it? <laughs> Just a Our bit. life was
0: simple.
3: But I got bored.
0: And bored of golf or bored of the job?
3: Bit of both. Okay. Yeah, you know, golf wasn't going as well as I wanted it to go. I got the dreaded quick hooks. And I'll okay. tell you what, that's the equivalent of the shank Yeah. if you're a good player. Well, if you're a tournament player, you yeah. can't you can't oh. miss big left. No. So then you're either missing big left or huge right. Of course you are. And it was a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. You know, I can remember to this day, I can sitting here and I'm thinking of the first tee at Willersley Park Golf Club. It's a narrow funnel of trees. Yeah. And I thinking, stood on that tee. There's no way I'm going to get this ball down there. You're taking wedge out in back. the tree on the left or... Absolutely, right, it's too relatable like, this sounds just like you guys. It's horrible. It's, it's a nightmare. And I think every time I look at Ian Baker Finch, I think, oh my God, you know, <laughs> yeah. that that T shot hits hit St. Andrews. Yes. He had the same thing, the gips with the driver. And it's yeah. like, it's an amazingly debilitating, destroying.
0: A lot of good players have had it, haven't they? Yeah, yeah.
3: So I was always a good putter. Yeah. I mean, my short game was red hot in those days. So um, that's where I
1: can't relate. Yeah. So. <laughs> so in 1975, did you play, I don't know if I've jumped ahead here or yeah. not, but you played with Seve? No,
3: 1976. 1976. So in um, May 1976, the Leicestershire Golf Club hosted a European tour, Pro-Am, because you know tournaments would finish on Saturdays in those days. Okay. So it finished the tournament finished, uh, whatever it was being played, was at... Uh, I think it's Finham Park in Coventry.
0: Still four days, though.
3: Yeah, four days. Would we'll start we'll f- on Wednesday. Finish on Saturday. Okay. So again, Sunday was supposed to a be day a day of rest. rest. Yeah. So um, then it, at that stage, the European Tour tried to put on pro ams close by to where the tournament had been held yep. on a Sunday. And um, Leicestershire Golf Club was hosting this, and they very kindly gave um, one spot to a good player an invitation. Uh,
0: you, can you remember what you were playing off at this point,
3: handicap-wise? Scra- I was scratch.
0: Did plus handicap,
3: was you, it around back I then? I can't remember, but I, I'm pretty sure there were less than 100 plus handicappers in those days. Right. Um, so, I mean, it was amazing to get to a plus handicap. Of course.
1: You do hear that a lot that, like, without being disrespectful, scratch back in those days was different to scratch oh, now. Oh, my goodness.
3: Absolutely Hundred percent, no doubt in my mind.
0: So, what would you have said? Scratch back in the day was like a plus three handicap. Uh,
3: Yeah, two plus two plus three. I would think. Mm. And uh, you know, anybody who got into pluses, they're the Peter McAvoy's, yeah, the Nick feldos who were plus two, maybe plus three. I think, yeah, possibly. They were the guys who were shooting sixty fives all the time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: So you team up. You're playing in this pro am. Yeah. Do you know who you're playing with at this point?
3: I got drawn with Sevi Biasteros. Can you believe it? <laughs> oh my goodness. I know. It's so. I mean, if, if you've ever got a life that is done by, you know. Scripts. It's meant to happen, isn't it? Scriptwriter. Yeah, yeah. So I got this guy came on the tee. You know, hello was possible. And he how, barely spo- spoke a word of English.
0: At this point, again, this is before Mining Guy's time. Yeah. How famous is he at that point in time?
3: So I think he's had a... I had a look, obviously. I looked him up when I knew I was drawn with
0: How? You can't Google him. How
3: well, do you... You, you you had the European tour, um, you, the magazines. You could look okay. back in the magazines and... The, I think I had a John Player yearbook or something. You could look up the results of, of the tournaments. Yeah, yeah. You see, I think he finished in the top ten in a European Tour event the year before. So okay. he had had a little bit of. Did,
0: uh, did you know him as the the next up and coming superstar? He,
3: I don't think anybody did. No, at that stage.
0: Was um, it Was it as like? Did you around that time? Did you have people that were coming up like Nick Faldo, who was pipped as the next superstar, or? as as kind of the new world created that buzz around great players coming through
3: you know media in those days you know you might have got the the Daily Telegraph covered amateur golf like amazingly yeah so that was you know you might have had a little spot about you know Michael Williams might have written something about the next up and coming player Faldo was obviously amazingly he burst onto the scene and was instantly amazing yeah um Nick uh, Sandy Lyle had been amazing from a 14 year old of course so Mark James had been winning everything uh, in the Midlands yeah. as an amateur
0: and do you think someone like Seve coming from Spain there wasn't that buzz around that, like if he was maybe in living in England oh, there would have been a huge buzz I yeah. think for us then but back in the day because he was over in Spain you didn't as, really know a lot yeah, about and him s-
3: and golf in Spain was very much the rich people's game yeah you know it wasn't I mean, he had a hard enough time getting to play in the first place anyway. Yeah, of course. And, um, I think I just knew if you just way someone hits a golf ball and I, I was long-ish. I was not very straight. Yeah. Never very straight off the tee, but,
0: Neither was Seve, to, yeah. to be fair, was he? Was well, it his strength? Think, mm,
3: uh, that day I putted him off the course, is all I can say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: but everything else he dominated. Oh, my God, yeah. Off the team I mean, was amazing.
3: 40 yards past me. Really? Yeah, and the, the sound of the yeah. strike was. You know, you, you're obviously a good player. Of course. You know, when you just close your eyes beside someone, Faldo, yeah. when you close your eyes beside him, amazing yeah. noise. Same with Ballesteros and Sandy were all incredible.
0: Well, I had, I had one story with that. I was up at uh, Royal, um, I was up at Trump International a couple yeah. of years ago, yeah. and it was the same week as the Scottish Open. I was yeah. on the driving range hitting balls, and someone behind me was hitting. I'm like, God, that sounds good. Yeah. Like that sounds. D- they
1: do. That sounds really good. Yeah. I turn around,
0: it's Phil Mickelson, really? yeah. and you just like the sound was just oh, yeah. different. You
1: have like elite player, then you have tour player, which is obviously pure. Then you have that like that handful, don't you? Yeah. Again, your Rory's, your Phil Mickelsons, your Sevys yeah. in the yeah. day, yeah. and it's just different again you can't um, put your finger on what yeah, it is it's just yeah. hit just
0: sounded so yeah, good so yeah. you're you out there playing with him yeah he he scores better than you i guess
3: well we're about the same i think we didn't do very well as a team I can okay. i remember that i think i shot around about level or something but only because i putted him off the course you know but pro-ams they're not really that interested no, it's are they? a sunday yeah he's yeah. you know he's just
0: playing yeah. the tournament yeah
3: he's kind of doing it for a sponsored piece yeah. or whatever it yeah. is and um, I mean it, so what did
0: you take away from that round though just
3: strike mm. to purely and charisma yeah you know there was charisma already there was charisma really yeah good with you very nice to me yeah
0: and even though he couldn't speak loads of English no, at that point no,
3: but it was just fun you know and it was like the round went far too quickly as far as I was concerned of course but then obviously it's, that sticks in your mind doesn't it and then yeah. two months later Royal Burke day off, yeah, and you know he's leading the open with two round, with one round to play by oh two my shots goodness. and it's like what I was playing with him, yeah, I played with him two months two before. months ago, yeah, and you put, I remember putting him off the golf course yeah, I remember I was playing in a in a competition at home club that that weekend, and um uh, it was a thirty six holeer on the Saturday, and um i went I remember coming at lunchtime what's happening he hadn't even teed off, you know, so I get in. At the end of the day. And, he's, and you've already played 36? No, i am played 36, and he's still on the course. Oh, actually. right, okay, yeah. sorry, he's, he's yeah. not Second finished round. yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, I hear he's about five shots off, and I'm oh. thinking, oh, God, you know. But it was kind of predictable, I suppose, because he had been all over the golf course yeah. for three days. Yeah. And was still... Scrambled and yeah. saved himself. But then he finishes eagle birdie to finish second.
0: Oh, my goodness. Who yeah. won that year?
3: Uh, Johnny that? Miller. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And Johnny Miller shot 65, I think, in the final round. Wow. So, brilliant. And he was playing with Seve. And, yeah, yeah. You
1: know. Two very different games, I guess. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was the month later, when his first event on the European Tour, by eight. Yeah, Dutch Open. Dutch Open. Yeah. Yeah, and that was one of the fun things
3: about this book, was that I actually found some pictures from the Dutch Open, wow. which I've never seen before. And a friend in Holland put me onto an archive. And it's amazing. Uh, yeah, we i up some pictures of him playing.
0: So did you feel at the time, you know, he's a bit of an unknown. You've, you've played golf with him in a yeah. pro-am. And obviously he's then leading the Open two two months later. He goes and wins a Dutch Open or whatever by eight shots. Did you almost feel like an attachment to him? Because it was almost like... Absolutely. <clears throat> like you're rooting for him. Oh, like, do from you know that what I
3: have mean? I, I root for him from that very, very day that I played with him yeah. at
0: Leicester Golf Club. He, he's like... your. He, I've experienced it a couple of times where I've, I've spent time with players who are in their infancy and they're learning the trade and they go on to do great things and yeah. play on European tour. I'm always following him on, on social media and stuff now. I'm like, yeah. God, I hope he's doing well. And obviously you had that similar without the social media back yeah. in the 70s where yeah. you're like, Seve's my boy. Yeah, I, I play totally, with
3: him. Yeah, totally. Always will be <laughs> as well. <laughs> uh, well
0: you've, you've mentioned this. He is your yes. idol of idols. Yeah, isn't yeah, it? yeah
3: sporting hero. Yeah. Um, but he's... Um, yeah, it was, he's electric in every sense. So I feel like
0: we've covered so much so far <laughs> we and haven't. we've not talked about one click of a camera.
1: We've set the st- scene nicely, haven't we? I yeah. knew this was going to be a long one, but it's going to be a good one. So, <laughs> so
0: <laughs> how, how, how did David Cannon, the world-renowned number one golf photographer, how did that begin? Where did, where did this all come from?
3: Uh, well, yeah, okay, back to my study in yeah. school. Yeah, sports pictures all over the wall.
0: Yeah, Tony Jacklin. Tony
3: Jacklin, Leicester City football yeah, team. Yeah, Who's yeah. the players back then? Well we had we had Mike Stringfellow and uh, Lenny Glover. I David. Probably, I don't Neal. know. Well, How can you does. ask
1: that, Rick? So there's no way that you're going to know Leicester players in the 1960s.
3: Think,
0: the only one I know is probably Gary Lineker,
3: <laughs> Jamie uh, Pete, Vardy, <laughs> Peter Shilton. You'd know <laughs> yeah, Peter Shilton. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 we had a decent team. Yeah, yeah, Keith Weller. There was a load of them.
0: <laughs> so. Then you would you and, and you had these posters up and you you admired the photography, you like yeah, the pictures. Yeah, I like pictures. Yeah. Yeah. I had an interesting cameras yourself?
3: Not not really. I had a godmother who'd given me a Kodak instamatic in a box set which I was very proud of. Really? Yeah. And um I'm yeah, guessing I'm, that's pretty big. No, tiny. All I right. Mean, a Kodak Instamatic is like your Oh
0: it's like a like a wind up. Yeah. And it, like a wind-up you know, those camera. Cas-
3: do you remember the cassettes of film you used to get? Yeah, mm. yeah. You yeah. probably don't remember them. It. I do remember them, yeah. roughly. <laughs> I think I've still got that camera somewhere, <laughs> right, Yeah. And uh, I remember on family holiday, lying. Beside- we went northwest of Scotland for the second week after we'd done Nairn, and um, they had a salmon river yeah. up in Loch Inver, and there's a beautiful walk up this thing, and at certain times of the year, the salmon leap Swimming upstream. Yeah, and are leaping. And I remember lying while we were having a picnic. I'm lying there with this camera up to my eye waiting to try and catch a salmon in leap
2: wow did yeah. you do it
3: I got one but it's a big blur because you know <laughs> Kodak Instamatic the quality of it it yeah. wasn't going but it's right up out of the water wow so I suppose that's one sort of sign of things to come yeah but then again my father you've got to put it down to that so he introduced he, he was in advertising in Leicester and um, Leicester Publicity Club was a big thing of his and um, I went to a dinner with him with my mum, and uh, he introduced me to a guy called neville chadwick and neville um, became my sort of godfather yeah of photography basically wow and uh, he um i got chatting to him and I, he said i we do all the leicester city and leicester tigers brilliant photography and uh, you know it's sort of like litter touch paper yeah and um I remember him saying to him. He said to me, "Well, if you want to come down for a game, you know, you can sit with my cameras. In those days, it was like that. You, you know, people had were able to take a friend to sit yeah. beside them.
0: Yeah, where well, now you'd need health and safety. Oh, you'd you would need the right do access. You couldn't do it. You know, you unless need to you get
3: got a pass. Well, yeah, photo messenger is the only way you do that nowadays. Yeah. And then they've got to run the disc back to the people who are editing for you. But um, yeah, so he said, and I remember I had. Because of my company car, I had my own little Mini that I... Sort of is that sat, what it was? Uh, sat on the drive at so home, yeah, just gathering dust. Full of 10 Ps inside it. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is the Mini. No, I, was the, after. the company car was a Ford Cortina or whatever we got given yeah. in those days. I went through um, Ford Cortina, Granadas, uh, all those sort of swanky yeah. cars. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and um,
0: But your run around was a little Mini.
3: My, yeah, that's what I had when I'd been playing golf. And, but and, you're a big guy. Yeah, it's well, all knees either side of the <laughs> steering wheel. <laughs> but this little thing got me all round the country. Wow. Yeah, W R Y two eight two J. I can. You still, can still remember still the license the number plate. plate. that's yeah. class. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> and um, anyway, I decided to sell it. Right to buy a camera. To buy a camera. So uh, you know this is, and um, I did that, and I went went to Jessops in Leicester. I was lucky because uh, Jessops of Leicester major huge camera store
0: yeah we're still around now aren't yeah, they Jessup's
3: and, and Alan Jessup was a member of Leicester's Golf Club no way yeah he said come down the guy who owns Jessup's yeah That's ridiculous. was a member at the time and he, he said, talked
0: about your life being scripted this yeah, does sound yeah, yeah. very scripted and so at he, the moment. Said, he
3: said come down to the shop and um, we'll look after you look at what cameras you might choose choose. being Canon of course surname of course yeah, spelled slightly differently the, yeah is it just 1N one 1N one yeah is the, is the yeah. camera and there was a Canon AE1 was just come out which was basically the start of major semi-electronic cameras from being totally uh, um you wouldn't call them manual but they didn't basically cameras didn't have batteries up to that stage other than the winders wow so um this was the first electronic built-in meter
0: and what year was this 78 okay
3: so um i bought one of these ae1s and a small telephoto lens as well to go with it. That must
0: have been expensive.
3: It was very expensive. Like the
0: price of a mini? Yes,
3: price of a mini, basically. <laughs> Best thing I ever did in my life.
0: <laughs> you didn't uh, have, Were you still working at the nylon place? Yeah. So you still had the company it's
3: car? I was oh, still selling my nylon sheets. And instead of going to play golf now, I used to do... Because uh, I'll accelerate a little bit. Because anyway, I started... Neville said, come down. First thing I went to, to with him was um, East Midlands were playing the All Blacks. Okay. The All Blacks were touring, and I, I still don't remember whether it was seventy-seven or seventy-eight, but one of those winters, and um, at Welford Road.
2: So, like
0: a East Midlands was a was a.
3: It was, it was the touring touring matches. You know, when the touring side came over, they'd play the internationals at weekends, and the second team would play clubs or. Is it kind team. like a
1: training exercise as much as anything? And just I
3: think it, no, it was part of the tour. You right. know, it, it was the way they. It's like a Lions tour, right? You know, the Lions tour they have the test matches, and then yeah. they either play the provinces. Okay, yeah. For I'm not in mid-week. Into rugby, midweek, yeah, yeah, but they play midweek. They play the provinces for the big guys who aren't getting the matches with the first team. Okay, and so this was kind of what it was. It was the the all, all blacks b team <laughs> still pretty big yeah because uh, i remember i sat in the corner and neville said to me he said right david you sit in the corner look after my cameras and i got my camera he said yeah here's a couple of rolls of film and he said he said um two things fill the frame and focus on the eyes and that was it that was it yeah the and rest I, is history well, i sat there and you know there was one moment in the game where uh, uh, les cusworth was the scrum half for the East Midlands team and he's trying to hook a ball out of the scrum and this massive all Blacks sort of like about to flatten him and I went click and I thought that might be quite a nice picture and when we go back because it it also in those days you know um, it was very much NUJ controlled what does that mean? National Union of Journalists if you weren't a member of the National Union of Journalists you could not get pictures published Ah, from live events in in newspapers so So that's why
0: the 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 photographers almost looked, looked after themselves to a degree well
3: sort of yeah but it was just it's the way that the business had gone and um they looked after the photographers effectively okay. yeah and you know because it was ma- made sure that people got paid properly of for pictures of course and um used to have an nuj um approved wireman so right. in order to send a picture to a newspaper it had to go through this wireman you couldn't do it as a photographer you had to go use a wireman to do it
0: and what does the wireman do?
3: He, he puts the print on a drum right because it was, you had to make a print first and then you had to put a print on a drum and then this it would take seven minutes for a black and white or 21 minutes for a colour three separations for the colour where the picture spins round very fast and there's a little scanner that runs right across the picture and then that's transmitted down a phone line to the no. newspaper Yeah, and then it's Produce the other end. They have to develop it out the other end.
0: Same, qu- how much quality was lost?
1: Oh, quite a bit. A lot. Yeah, yeah. It was a real mission to transport. I pictures. I can't believe those. how in such a... quite. In a short space of time, really, how it's changed to what it is today. It's bonkers. I mean, I've been right through the change. It's been amazing when you look at it. <laughs> but
0: has it? When you, you obviously you look back now to seventy eight, and that's what happened. But mm. in that time frame, has, has it felt like massive leaps and bounds, or has it just been slowly but surely just better it, well, and better, two and better, and
3: better. That, Yeah, slowly but surely it got better. You know, um, once I got really serious about doing photography, and Neville had introduced me to a guy called Bob Thomas. Who had a sport, uh, football agency in 1981? Okay. And I've still been selling my nylon sheets and doing all sorts of jobs for Neville for wow. nothing, cause, just because I loved doing it, you know. And he'd loved having me around because not many people wanted to do f- night football. You know, he had a studio photographer there. He yeah. hated having to go to night games to do live events. Yeah. And, I, you know, on, with my company car, I'd sort of wangle it if Leicester City were playing away at Rotherham or somewhere <laughs> like that that I time it that I could do the match in the evening for him perfect yeah so it was fantastic and I was still doing well selling sheets you know
0: that was funding your what, what and, and was photography your hobby at this point would you say or you, were you actually it already
3: make... become a bit I hadn't made any money okay. no it's purely a hobby in, yeah. in that term and you know on Sundays instead of playing golf I'd go to Mallory Park because you know they, had, they used to have the bikes there and I remember Barry Sheen used to come twice three times a year he'd right. race at Mallory Park all the, all the top motorbike and I loved motorbike did you really I thought it was amazing because you know the angles they get and it was such a cool thing to do and, and again it, access in those days was bonkers was it? you could get into spots you would never dream of nowadays <laughs>
0: because again because of health and safety or yeah, things yeah, like, totally. certainly with motorbikes
3: yeah and um you had to be sensible. You don't go on the outside of anything because yeah. that's dangerous. But if you can get on the inside, and some of the inside, but I mean, you can really get them looking right at you. While well, the bike Bikes tilted. 45, you know, 45 and more degrees. Oh, my God. Knees yeah. knees on the tarmac. Yeah. yeah. And what cool guys they were. Wow. I mean, you know, I remember bringing a print because I got a really nice one of Barry, and I thought, oh, I'll take a print down to him. And I gave it to him, and he took me into his caravan. A cup of tea, you know. Well, you're
0: giving them something. You're giving them value. Like you are taking a because everybody loves an amazing picture of themselves. Like, whether it's doing something, whether it's capturing a moment, yeah. whether it's just capturing even wedding pictures and things like that. Yeah. Like, uh, I feel like a photographer holds so much value to, to, the, to the person who's who having the picture taken of, yeah. you know. So, obviously, you were going into these, these motorbikers and going, look at this amazing picture we've got for yeah. you. Yeah. They were going, come on, David, come and come have a look Absolutely. at the bike. Can yeah, you and-
3: imagine trying to do that nowadays? You know, you wouldn't get past the garage. You won't get past the wall outside no, the garage. Not basically, at all. so it's changed massively. Yeah, yeah. I was very lucky that that period was, and and color photography was still difficult in those was days. It really? Yeah, because your slide film, yeah, it was so critical for exposure, and um, you know you had to have your camera settings spot on. Manual focus is another thing. There was no autofocus in oh, those days. Oh my goodness! And those those big lenses that we use, you know, at, at the range certainly something like the Sevy picture, um, 30 metres away from him. Wow. You've got about this much depth of focus on those long lenses. Wow. If you're not in that thing, it's out of focus and it's not no good. And then
1: good. from taking a picture, whereas now with obviously mobile phones and actual cameras with the screens, you can see instantly really if it's a yeah. good picture. How From taking a picture, how long would it be before you know if it's actually any good or not?
3: Well, but you know, that, um, that black and white I got, Les Cusworth, the, 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 the back end of that story is was that the New Zealand the rugby game? Yes. Yeah, so Neville took took my two rolls of film. He got because he used to get five rolls on a tank that he used to process. He had to wind them in the dark onto a pro, onto a reel, process them, and then get them out, dry them. And it... that's what you
0: see, like the almost like in old school school all, movies yeah, when you used this, to hang yeah, them on a on a clothesline.
3: It. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. It was literally that. Wow, and he had a red light because for some reason red light and again i'm not very technical i'm you know i'm not i'm a self-taught photographer wow so um done by trial and error right but uh, here he comes out he's got two spare reel space for two more reels on his tank so give me a roll so I'm, okay roll and a half and he comes out and he's whistling away and he's, that's quite a nice picture and he phones me up the next morning and he says uh, go and buy the sunday express and there it was. It's under Neville's name because it, I, you well, have to I because NUJ of
0: and N U J. Did NUJ, you say?
3: NUJ, yeah. And um, but yeah, it was in in the Sunday oh Express. God. And, God. Imagine me going feel- round the golf club. And showing yeah, it was, was that, that did- bittersweet then. If no, no, God, I'm just, just thrilled to get it used. You how, know? Did it, how did it make you feel,
0: just over the moon? Oh, yeah,
3: my mum was absolutely wetting herself literally. <laughs> really? yeah.
0: And is, was that the start? Was that the moment you thought, yeah, this could be something I really move into? Oh,
3: from that moment on, it was really, <coughs> yeah, that was it.
0: So you've gone rugby, football.
3: Loads of Leicester City, Gary Lineker as a youngster, you there know, you those go. sort of things, yeah.
0: You've gone into um, motorbike.
3: Yeah, a little... This motorbike it was all hobby. It's a That's, bit of a hobby. It's it all hobby. But then I got this job with Bob Thomas, which okay. was... He's a major football photographer at that stage. And that was the learning curve. That was 18 months. I learned 90% of what I still know nowadays in wow. that 18 months. and
2: that was shooting football. Football.
3: Within three months of joining Bob, I was doing my first World Cup qualifying game in Belgium. Wow. And that year, I went to Central America... Honduras, El Salvador, doing and World Cup qualifying games, South America—you uh, know, literally.
0: And then you travelled much before this? Not really. <laughs> so you just out on your <laughs> Imagine own. Imagine
3: what it's like, you know. And I got sent to the practice round of the Masters as well. Did you honestly? Yeah. In, the, in oh that my trip? Word. Yeah. So what was well, the first Not on that year? trip, not on, but on a, on another trip. <clears> so mean, what was the first
0: year you went to the Masters?
3: Uh, I went to practice rounds in 1982. Okay. Yeah, and then I went again in 1983. By that stage, I'd moved to All Sport. At that stage, um, when you
0: said All sports, you were shooting at anything, anything. Well, all sports. Sport was
3: another. Was All Sport was a um, high end, run by two guys, Tony Duffy and Steve Powell. They were. If you, you know, I always loved looking at pictures. Yeah, and I'd worship these two guys because I'd seen their sports pictures in every sports magazine, Sunday supplements, every all color. That what we do, was shoot, shoot was color. Yeah, whereas. Um, and then because color slide film would take an hour over an hour to process was very critical process you couldn't do it in tanks so it was very very critical processing and um, much harder to do yeah and you know we'd come back from a football game process the slide film make dupes that was probably on tuesday afternoon after the game on a saturday send them out they'd be Going to the magazines for Thursday, so four or five days after a game football. Oh my goodness! Yeah.
0: So not the same day, not next day. No, four or five days later. Four or five days. Wow! Later, yeah. So and, when when was the point golf became
3: the, the focus? Well, the, the the reason for my move to All Sport was um, they said to me, right, you can shoot football in the, during the winter, yeah, and golf in the summer.
0: And did they say that to you because they knew you golf background? Yeah,
3: I'd also shown them some pictures I'd taken. Of, I mean, I'd, I'd sneaked off to the world match play in um, 81 or 82 when I was still with Bob and um, did some pictures there and I got them quietly in my folio when I tried to get a job with Allsport. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I said, this is what I love doing. And so who, said, who
0: did you take pictures of then?
3: Well, you know, Seve was a big faldo. Yeah. Yeah, I've been... Mean, to think of nicholas watson wow yeah world match play was an amazing tournament and that was in the uk yeah Wentworth. Ah, always at the end of the season usually end of september and it would be the top eight or 16 players in the world
0: every year it was there yeah i knew it was match play at one point but i didn't realize it was that like, yeah. was that almost like the start of the wgc almost back then or not really i suppose it could be taken to be a precursor <laughs> yeah. of that
3: yeah Wow! But it was it was it was fantastic. Palmer would play in it. Oh, Gary wow. Player. Gary Player won it a load of times. Unbelievable field. Seventies, yeah, eighties, and I think we were still shooting it in the late nineties.
0: So that's when you first kind of you jumped on there, took yeah. a few snaps, thinking yeah. I might move that into the future. Yeah, and then you started with all sports. Yeah. And they said there's an opportunity for golf now, yeah.
3: And, and you took it, I took it absolutely, yeah. I did my first, uh, well, I, I had really already done the open with Bob Thomas, yeah. at uh Troon in okay. 82. Nice, so that was my first official um open, and uh, obviously in the summer of 83 with all sport, Birkdale, um, Tom Watson bursting through the crowds wow. on the 18th, yeah, and um.
0: Did you find it different to shoot in your football because obviously with football you've got a pitch. Yeah. Everything's in front of you. Yeah. With golf you've got like it's, you've got to be different. moving it's so ve- much. It's very
3: different and you know if I've worked with some amazing sports photographers who love doing football. I yeah. take them to a golf tournament, and they're in bits. I bet they are because they're yeah.
0: like, "Well, I've got this. I've got eighteen stand I've and I've got eighteen yeah. holes to yeah, play and it's with." It's hard
3: work. It is, and it's a bloody long day because you're know, carrying you, a big camera the around. Best, the best light is first hour, last hour. Okay, so that's my real witching hour. If I had, you know, when I want the best players out on a golf course, it's in the first hour or the last hour, which is quite rare.
0: You normally get probably last hour more than you would first hour.
3: Yeah, but even then, not, off, not often. Not often the big players. No. other golfers because at the end of the field you know tv matches will have finished before mm. that so that's why the open's so good because it's late finishes so you can get some nice light and early start
0: one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes
1: nice dress uh, it's a it's a t-shirt
0: until you tried it on same goes for your health care
3: 30 in the morning yeah, the seven yeah. o'clock in the morning some of these guys are teeing off but that's a long day and you suddenly say to a football photographer well you turn up at 6 oh yeah you might finish us at nine if you lucky. and it's not <laughs> it's
0: not 90 minutes no and you've got you to don't walk. get a little break halfway and you, round, and you've
3: got to walk <laughs> oh my over goodness. some humpy hills so it's quite a hard thing
0: but but you found it worth it just because you loved it because
3: i love golf yeah so you know it's in my blood obviously and, and
0: i'm guessing you picked it up pretty naturally to, to photograph I think so, yeah. golfers yeah
3: yeah and I, I think i have an advantage because i know what i'm looking for as a golfer yeah so i've had that very much in the back of my mind and
0: would you say other sports photographers that you were working around at the time maybe weren't as uh, as um knowledgeable about golf potentially I, I,
3: they'd openly admit that Right, yeah. they were just other sports yeah. photographers. Golf's a difficult one. Yeah? Yeah, if you know it, you've got a big advantage. But um, I've always said to people, if you want to learn to be a sports photographer, football's the one to learn on, though.
0: Because it, well, it's just all in front of you, isn't it?
3: Uh, well, not so much that. It's just that every single football game is totally different. It's not predictable in any way. No. You do not know what type of corner they're going to play. No, You know, if you're going to America to do a, a pro football in America... It's kind of predictable, you know. The third down, ninety-nine times out of hundred, you know they're going to throw it to a yeah. wide receiver or whatever. Yeah. But football, you don't you don't get that. They, they almost
0: want the unexpected, don't they, yeah, to catch yeah. the opponent Anything
3: out. can happen in a split second. You're going to get an overhead kick or, you know, a sliding tackle yeah, or a, of you know goals come, come out of a great pass, and it's fast and it's going. You know, it's going every which way so manual focus in those days it was really hard to be a good football photographer but if you got the ability to follow focus you had a huge advantage and and that can transcend every single sport that you do the focus yeah the manual the manual focus in those days now it's a bit different because the cameras are so incredible Mm -hmm. the autofocus systems they're eye controlled you know it's like easy easier easier
1: with, with obviously like the golf <laughs> photography like goes out saying that when a golfer's got a putt to win the open or showing mm. some real emotion or something then that's kind of what you're looking for but on like a random thursday what would you be what is it then that you're really trying to capture i'm
3: looking for a great swing shot mm-hmm. nice light i always look for nice light yeah you know um backgrounds and light
0: and are and you then when you're working at a golf event now, and I'm kind of jumping ahead of time now, somebody recruited you, they give you a shot list that you, you're kind of working off.
3: I mean, I've been lucky working for All Sport, I was very much my own man. Yeah. So I was literally able to decide who I photographed, where I wanted to do it. And then I've been through a spell working with Getty Images where we, we got so successful with golf. We are you know, renowned as the, the place to go for golf pictures anywhere yeah. in the world but we tend to work as big teams. Okay. And um because of that you kind of have to allocate right what you do in a day. So it's a bit bit more lack of the draw as to which game you get what happens. I get you. You can't right pick and choose I want to be with that group for 18. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't work doesn't, like that. It doesn't work like that.
0: You got to work as a team to get the best yeah, shots. Yeah. There's a lot to cover. Yeah. I guess it's more governed. I'm guessing you're not allowed to be out there from 6.30 in the morning to 11 o'clock at oh, night. You
3: can if you want. Jesus. Oh, you can, can't oh, you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't be stopping us. I thought it'd be more rules and regulations no, behind it all. No, I, wish it, well, I don't wish it was because I think, you know, you, I, I'm more happy out there than I am sat computer editing or something yeah. like that,
0: yeah. Right, we need to re- reset again and go, right. So, you, you, I have so much to follow. I'm loving this story so far. Obviously, uh, 80s, you're into golf. You've, you've done a couple of Open Championships. Um, and, then, and then, is this where you go? Did you move in exclusively into golf at this point as well?
3: No, that didn't happen until um, probably early 90s, okay. after the 1990 World Cup. Right. Um, because, I'd have to be honest... that like USA. No, well yeah, nineteen ninety was Italy. Italy. Yeah. So um the famous coin picture. Oh yeah yeah. It's another good one I've got. Did you get that? Yeah, I've got Funny funnily enough it's from the Belgium game. He was crying with emotion that they'd won. Right. And he did exactly the same oh. thing as he did in the semi final. So wow. I, I actually reap the benefit of that sometimes because the pictures get are confused. almost identical. Wow. Yeah, but my version is from the Belgium game when they actually won. It was tears of success, yeah. not tears of failure. Yeah, yeah, that's God. crazy. He was an amazing guy to photograph as well. He was
0: because he showed so much emotion. <laughs>
3: yeah, and he was so good as well. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, great. But um, yeah, so where have you got to there? So
0: I was saying more exclusively to golf. Did yeah, yeah. sorry. Yeah.
3: Like yeah, so I'm back, in, um, and unfortunately, I'd been at uh, both Heysel and uh, Hillsborough disasters. Oh wow! Oh, wow. So um, I. It, it, I suppose the allure of club football had suddenly become a little bit...
0: Tarnished, maybe?
3: Yeah, very much so. And I think I did the World Cups because they wanted me as a good football photographer to do the World Cups. Yeah. Uh, But golf at that stage, um, I'd been lucky enough to have had all those major winners in the 80s. And golf had had become a huge part of the company. And it was ripe for growth, basically. Yeah and um, I was already a director of all sport at that stage and we made a decision that I was just going to really try and push golf and build the business Right. and um, technology was beginning to change the the first digital transmitters were just coming into the business and it was starting to get quite interesting we could, you know the digital transmitters were instead of having to do the drum uh, transmitting of pictures you had these um, big huge well, Hasselblad boxes at that stage and they weighed an absolute ton so but it could do a colour picture in 7 minutes
0: ok where and it was 20, twenty-one. 20, was one, yeah. if, the,
3: if the phone line had dropped in the 21s you had to start oh, straight oh, over again but on these digital ones you could you know, reset it and it would go back to where it had got to before oh, do, you, do you ever
1: look at like, younger photographers now I know it sounds like a, a cliche yeah. but, like, think they don't know how lucky they are with how quick and instant it actually is. Yeah, but I, th- I, I like think we're lucky now. But I think even... I'm lucky because we had a, an
3: amazing spell in those 80s and 90s shooting colour ph- photography and the technology was so ch- so enormous, the changes. Yeah. You know, suddenly we're working for national newspapers because we're able to transmit mm, our, yeah. our pictures quickly and suddenly, you know, the exposure for our pictures is so much more...
1: Yeah. So, you know, in in those days, I'm guessing the pinnacle for you would be to have your picture on the back page of a newspaper. Yeah, absolutely. Is that still the same today, or has that changed? Oh, I still love that,
3: obviously. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the Sunday Telegraph did a great spread the other day on the Seve book, and it's just, like, so good to open a double page almost in the sports section, and you're thinking, this is what it was like. Yeah, yeah. We don't get that now. You know, at the golf magazines, we've lost Golf International, we've lost Golf Monthly, uh, Golf World. They've still ceased to be published. yeah. Gone. Uh, and you know, the days of opening a magazine and looking at a double page spread. It's gone, on it? Yeah. It's sad. So it's, it's, it's a it's big a, change. Online more. Uh, yeah. And that's why, you know, books you
1: can still do them, can't you? Bit off topic. <laughs> Have you done much of this NFT stuff then recently? What's that? These I don't really, non uh, transferable. Non fungible tokens, isn't it? It's yeah. like we're the actual Somebody can buy the actual image. I don't massively understand it. I need to do a bit more research. own it.
0: So basically, I think, from what I understand, is you would take a image... Let's say that's an image Mm. you've taken. You would almost give the rights up to somebody else, from what I believe. I think it's that. And then it can...
1: It's like a a certificate with it and stuff like that. And it can go up
0: in value. Like, you almost pass over the responsibility to someone else, then they own it, obviously, for a great fee. Yeah,
3: well,
1: you can do that with prints, can't
3: you? You can do limited edition with prints. I yeah. know a number of photographers, so that's how they work. Yeah. Is that they get a great picture, especially sort of wildlife guys get a great picture, and they say, right, we're going to print 12 of these, and that's it. Right, okay, and that, that's you know, the limited and they edition. go for thousands of pounds. Mm. So you can do that, but for us, it's not. there's no, it's no value in that, really, because we're selling these pictures all over the world. Of course. You know, to get the images, Sales tool is unique, incredible, yeah,
1: unbelievable. I'm just looking at it now. There's so many. Thou- I think you've got 170,000 pictures on there or something. Yeah, and that's you have. Yeah, you've 100- got 170. This is correct. It's David there. Cannon, 177,539 premium high-res photos. Yeah, and you could probably nice add
3: one. another 50,000 slides that haven't been scanned yet. Nice. So
0: someone tiger. can buy. So I could buy that print.
3: You can buy it through the, through the website. Yeah, and it,
0: would the get images be taken off then?
3: Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah you can buy a print, but you can also, if you want to use it for publication, then you download the f- full size file yeah. and you're charged at that point. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so that's how it works. So, if, if, so yeah. you know, Joe Public can come onto our site and right click and you can get the image with the Getty Images watermark on, mm-hmm. but it's a low res. Yeah. So that's the way it's done. Does it, so annoy,
0: it, does it annoy you, Google Images?
3: I don't know, so it's, it's an interesting question, that, because there's one way, it's a way of getting your pictures out there, and if it's the one with the watermark on, your name's on it, and the source but Do people there, not
2: just, like, crop it out? You can the, crop you, it out, yeah, but one, then again, no. they're
3: only, only going to get low res. They're not good quality. I suppose it's... They're all um, right for screen res. Or it, screen rest to a point, like mobile phone, but try, even on a laptop, you'd notice a it's, massive quality.
1: Yeah. It's for a different audience, because if you're a school kid doing a, a, a presentation on Tiger Woods, that one might be a right-click and save job. Yeah. But if you want a proper picture of Tiger and any L's, you want that in full high-res. If you want it for a print, you've got to...
3: Or for a reproduction in a magazine
1: or whatever. So there's a fee on that one. Obviously, there's a fee on that picture there. If I wanted to just buy the rights to that to to, to have, it's it's that price. If that the same, if I wanted to put into a book as well, or you have to then different, pay different it's, prices, it's yeah, again, yeah, or yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah. or
3: less probably for a book? Oh, would it? Yeah. All right. So um, books are a little bit a bit more um, not reasonable, but we sort of like there's prices structures done for everything of know, advertising is the big one yeah. that's where you're going to make your most money because they're selling something using a that product. product it's been associated with the product yeah um and then the books are probably volume you know in the history because books are all about history of the, course. the moments and events you know split seconds of people's career and lives yeah. and that's in, what in i always step. say to people you know, that's what i'm capturing Is split seconds of people's lives, whereas a video photographer or videographer is capturing
0: a a, uh, moving,
3: yeah, a moving moment. Whereas I'm, and I think the power of the still image is still huge.
0: I I do love pictures. I mean, obviously, I live in a world of video, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. Yeah, yeah. I live in a, but I still love like you dropped this every book off for us, which we really thank you for. Thanks so much for that. I spent about 10 minutes before us chatting, just flicking through the pictures. I mean, I just love pictures. And some of these ones in this book are just unbelievable. We will come on to Seve, definitely. I want to ask a few questions. Favorite picture you've ever taken? Is it easy? Question.
3: That's number one. That's number one. So uh, describe
0: uh, describe this. For everybody listening, describe this picture for us.
3: So it's the uh, final hole, the Open Championship at St. Andrews. Yeah. 1984 Yeah, and uh, final round and I followed Sevi a lot of the way and he's worn a, he's taken his jumper off most of the round so he's in a white shirt which is bad news for a colour photographer of course we don't like but white <laughs> shirts we don't like black shirts and we don't like white shirts you like colour we like colour so anyway
0: does the white shirt blend in with the background sometimes just, too much
3: it's just hard because it's um, harder to focus on hard to expose properly because, you. you know, you can underexpose the face. And when you're shooting slide film, you had to be absolutely critical on the exposure on their faces. Yeah. Because that's the only way that the picture would be usable. I get you. So, anyway, <laughs> he's put his jumper back on by the end of the round. And um, I'm much happier. Yeah, of Walking course. down 18, he's hit his drive down the middle of 18... And I'm absolutely nervous as a kitten. Really? Because, you know, this is my this guy. Is it. This is my guy. This, this is your man. This is yeah. who you
0: played with, what, yeah. eight years earlier? Was that 84? Yeah, yeah. eight years. years. eight years. And then, but um, but you've, you've seen him in the, in those eight years, he's become a superstar.
3: Yeah, he's won already at that stage three majors yeah. by that stage. So, um, And I hadn't been any one of those majors. That's the weird thing about really? it. Really? You know, I wasn't at the US Masters in 80 or 83. Right. And I wasn't at the Open in 79.
0: Wow, so this is your first open. First open. That's with with, the, with, in with contention. your man, he's your man.
3: Yeah, he's in contention. I'm uh, going down the right hand side of St Andrews. You know, it's double fairways and it's so well, not strict, but in those days it was less strict. You know, keeping near to the um, spectators. Excuse me, on the right hand side of the fairway, yeah. and um, here's his second shot onto the green. Yeah, and I'm thinking, right i to get up there quickly so I hurtle up the side to the back of the green and we're on the bank we're allowed inside the green fence at that in that, that year Yeah. now we have to go behind the green fence well because there's
0: a big grandstands there now yeah. isn't there well there,
3: there. were, well, were greens, big grandstands then but yeah. there weren't so many photographers I get you. You know, if there were 30 photographers at an Open Championship that would have been really? the most and how many is there, is there now? Oh, well, in the peak of the Tiger Woods Uh, you know, late 90s, early 2000, probably 150 were applying. Wow. Well, more were applying, but 150 were We're allowed in. Yeah, so um, it was quite civilized in effect. And I I just found this spot, I saw where his ball was and I thought, right, I'm going to sit here. I could have gone all the way around and been straight at him, which, you know, probably on Reflection If I'd gone that way, it would have been a great picture as well. Because if I've seen versions from straight at the but where would, you,
0: would you have had the town in the background a bit more there? A n- little
3: bit, yeah. yeah. But what you wouldn't have had is that lovely out of focus background, mm, it's ridiculous. That's right it and that's what I that's me and a color photographer, and that's kind of what we were looking for at all sport. It was that type of photograph.
0: So are, there, are they the 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 crowd in the background are mm-hmm. they almost behind the swilling? They're, they're the other side of the fairway, yeah,
3: literally. So they're probably 80, 90, 100 yards behind him.
0: Eighteenth at left side of the eighteenth, or almost the first.
3: They're the right side of the first, right? Okay, so left side of eighteen. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I get you. Yeah.
0: So it, when he's doing that, when he's doing that pose, which yeah. the, and if p- people listen, this is the famous one. Seve just knocked it in for par birdie because it only just went in didn't it oh
3: my god it, took it just so dropped long. in this that's another it. part of the story is i'm sat there and i don't know something inside me said put a fresh roll of film in so i had put a fresh roll of film in number one wow and,
0: and is that better for pictures or no, not really? no it doesn't it make, make difference. any difference
3: but it means you've got 36 right to play with <clears throat> and the cameras in those days were four or five frames a second right so i had a total eight seconds to play with maximum oh my goodness yeah and um, he stood there hits this putt so but the crowd is all you're looking at you can't see whether the ball's going in so you're looking at him and the noise you know you can tell something's going to happen of because course. It's, the volume oh. is yeah. yeah and then it almost hangs on the edge and it just drops it in. Does. it's like Destino or whatever Savvy said he yeah. wheeled it into the yeah. hole and then he starts there and there's a huge fist pump straight towards the clubhouse which is where I wasn't sitting yeah you know inside i'm thinking oh shit you know i missed this yeah and then next minute he stands there and he starts pumping away like this oh my goodness, that's where that sequence and that's very near the end of the roll of film and i probably two frames later ran out of film
0: and did you know
3: i knew that was potentially did you know i didn't know i'd exposed it right i didn't know that i'd focused it right because i say you know four or five inches of latitude on the focusing oh my goodness so i'm sat there i rewound the film made very careful rewind because if, if you open that back of that camera by mistake gone the whole Done. film's gone
0: because it exposed to light yeah
3: exactly so you know made sure that film was properly rewound you did on a power drive would rewind it electronically but then i just got the manual and make sure that that's spinning easily so yeah. i know it's all gone in yeah mark the roll of film with a with a sharpie and um goes into a very special place in my i had one of those jackets in those days zipped it up you know I knew it was safe then we did the presentation oh my god which was lovely yeah and you're thinking great and then i wasn't supposed to drive home till the next day because i had done a whole day's work and i'm thinking you know drive back leisurely on monday because there's no rush
0: because back it, to leicester no long, london was a long drive then isn't yeah. it back to london london
3: because uh, the office is in london all sports, all sports offices yeah. south london uh in morden and um something inside me said oh, i need I to, need to this. see this picture <laughs> so i drove overnight oh my days exactly and um got to the office about seven in the morning and uh the mm. darkroom guy was in luckily because it came in early because monday morning was the big rush of course because all the well, there were four or five of us <laughs> who worked for all sport in those days yeah you know four or five photographers film to process yeah and, that was and whole, you went, I'm going first. That was a whole week's work there. So I probably had 50 rolls of film, 60 rolls of film with me. So but you started with that one. I started with that one. But I didn't process the whole roll. This is the key thing. In those days, because if, I knew that that was a critical, critical picture, I thought the exposure is so important. I said to John, John G, famous name, because he's our darkroom manager. John G? John G. He, um, he said, I said, do me a clip test which is where he cuts off about four inches, five inches, probably to frame four or something. Yeah. And I'd, I'd hit a couple of shots, of frames of him just lining up his putt yeah. purely because I thought, just in case, yeah. I'd do this. And we processed that. He had to wait an hour and a half for that process oh clip my to come God. out. Fine. I was spot on. Yeah. So the next thing is focus. So I said, right, process next. So I didn't see that film probably till 11 o'clock Monday morning. Yeah, and you think nowadays it's literally back of well, the it camera. It would be
0: be two seconds.
3: Yeah, and then you press a button; it's transmitted to the office. It can be on the uh, out on the web within three minutes. Well,
0: people expect as soon as a trophy is lifted yeah. at a tournament, you get pictures straight yeah. after, don't you? Yeah. Straight, all all biz- across social media. The way media. the
3: business is now, it's the fastest <clears throat> picture is the one that gets used. Not always the best. Not always the best. You know, really, speed is a huge part of the business now. Whereas in those days so leisurely so i just think back to those days and i think
0: so you got this picture yeah and then it did it get printed
3: so the next that day uh, obviously we made dupes which are copies yeah so we made about probably about 36 or something like that Yeah. Of each uh, i'd choose a set of 20 pictures from the open for the whole week 20 wow. 20 pictures yeah Make. and how copies.
0: many do you taken
3: um so 50 times 36 1500 yeah. you know roughly 2 yeah. maximum 2000 pictures and use 20 yeah, probably a few more afterwards. But for a rush that we'd send out to magazines, yeah, you maybe forty. Might might, yeah, have, yeah. might have got forty, and um, yeah. So um, I, I was so pleased with it, and I knew that the headquarters for Slazenger, you know, look at the Panther, Slazenger clothing, was down in Croydon, okay, which is not very far from us. So I took a set. I got <laughs> a set that afternoon. I drove round and I met a guy called John Parsons who's still alive, and still, I played golf with him last week, actually, in Bournemouth.
0: And he was working
1: at Slazenger. He was
3: an advertising manager for them. And I said, I've got these amazing pictures. He said,
1: open your checkbook. <laughs> well, hopefully. Where, where, should, where should we start <laughs> we with this? number? How many zeros? I
3: never, I never met him. And I left them with him, and he rang me the next day. He said, we're going to do a campaign with these. I bet we are. Yeah. <laughs> so they were on the London Underground, uh, on the bus shelters all over Britain, amazing fantastic sale for me obviously and uh, and um, just it started from there I can't, can't count how many times that picture's been used
0: and when when did did you have when was the first time Seve spoke to you about it
3: uh, not long after because I made sure I gave him some prints of course yeah. and,
0: and again in that eight years yeah were you chatting to him? We thought
3: well, of. it? he wouldn't know me from Adam. He, he in can't. No he can't, way he'd remember. I think of the rounds that he plays in. You no. put him off the golf course. Yeah, yeah. No, especially that. But also <laughs> the fact that he played in a pro am. You know, just every you're just another pro am partner. Have, no, but from that moment I started to get to know him. Right. Really. And did
0: you did you remind him that we played together eight years ago? Yeah, I
3: told him. He said, "Really? You know, <laughs> that was it." <laughs>
0: and he saw that. Did he love it?
3: He loves it, yeah. Well, look at his arm. Well, it's his logo now, isn't yeah, it? It's on his arm as well. Tattoo? Tattooed on his arm, yeah. And I remember going to our practice ground and saying, I need some uh, artist reference money for that. Yeah, exactly. And he goes, no, 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 David.
1: <laughs> do you not know think, that when a picture like that is just so iconic, like I've, obviously that was pictures before I was born, so yeah. I always know when I look at Seve, that picture. Yeah. You almost forget that somebody took the picture. Yeah. It's almost like it's just been here. It's almost like, do you know what I mean? It's just yeah. so iconic. You, that t-
0: you took that picture? Mad. How ridiculous is that
1: and the noise. I still
3: remember that I can still get put goosebumps on my back of my neck, basically. The noise of the the, you know, hearing that puck go in and seeing him do that in front of me. And you sort of have to this moment of absolute (sighs) at the end of it. I mean I
0: don't know how you press it (laughs) at the right time.
3: Well, exactly. And in those days the cameras were not that reliable. You know, if you turn them upright if the battery pack sometimes the, com- the um, fall out. Would well, not fall out, but the connection would come loose. Oh my god! So I'd had gaffer tape on my battery packs by that because I'd had that happen at the London Marathon that year. The finish of the London Marathon, I'd had it upright, and pressing oh my like this, god and goodness. nothing happening. So
1: yeah. Is there ever a time then when? You might take a picture, or somebody else takes a picture that goes like becomes a massive picture, mm-hmm. but you almost think you've got a better one that, for whatever reason, hasn't had that same kind of traction. For like, have you seen any pictures of this What you think are really good, but oh, yours?
3: Yeah. There's some other angles of that, that are brilliant, they just I haven't think. had that same. No, but I think that's. But no one
0: was prepared to drive overnight. Well, yeah.
3: Well, no, they were, but you know, there's a black and white sequence I've seen of it between black and white, which right. I think is great in a way, but it gives. Um, it doesn't have the same appeal as that in yeah. color, so um because color
0: would have still been quite new at that point i guess colored pictures it or? was skillful it was right.
3: it, and it was expensive to do and the market was you know the newspapers didn't use color in those days you know we hadn't had yeah. the tapes today newspaper was 86 i think was the start of the color newspapers so um, the only thing you'd get color pictures in was this color supplements that was the, the big earner for us was Radio Times or yeah. the, or the um, Observer or Sunday Times magazine because they were coloured then. Yeah, and the mail. So, this is incredible. So yeah. that
0: picture is number one.
3: Yeah. What's?
0: I'm not going to go through every single one and go into so much detail. Seven thousand. Yeah. What's? Uh, <laughs> give us what, what, what's what a t- close? Uh, not maybe not a sevy one. What's uh, your next best not sevy?
3: Carl Lewis picture. Carl lewis two weeks later
0: oh you said at the olympics, the olympics
3: in 84 yeah so um, if you're looking if you're looking it up online you say car lewis cannon 1984 <laughs> i'm gonna wait for the
1: guy to do it <laughs> have you ever had a picture as well and that you've loved that hasn't gone big but it's got a piece in your heart of like a one that's just
3: yeah well there's a couple in, of seve in there you know um is it that one uh, that running one, top left.
1: Oh, that one, I do. That. Oh my goodness! That that's almost was not
3: incredible. real. Uh, technically, that that in the, uh, at the time, technically, that's the picture I'm most proud of as a technical shot. That's
0: but, actually incredible. Yeah. So this this is a picture. It was in
3: '84 Olympics. It was in the long jump, actually, and the story behind the is long that, was that
0: America '84, yeah, Los us. Angeles.
3: Yeah. So my first Olympic games, and imagine what a thrill that was for of me. Course. You know summer games Olympic Los Angeles wow Coda, the Light we called them the Kodachrome games yeah because the light was so fantastic was beautiful weather the whole time and um that story is: I was very much the junior guy because Steve Powell and Tony Duffy were very much the kingpins yeah Tony Duffy was the world's best this is all sports yeah track and field photographer yeah. and Steve Powell was probably the world's best all round sports photographer wow at that stage and um they were doing the track and field, basically. Yeah. You know, myself and Trevor Jones, we were the juniors, and yeah. so we were off to weightlifting in Anaheim. You Just know, all sorts, whatever, of ones, know, yeah. rowing or whatever it was. But Random still, an amazing experience. But that afternoon, I'd finished at the weightlifting in Anaheim, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to try and get into the track tonight. And because of your credential, it was oh, every venue. You go in, it's fine. But then I got in there, and I, if, I don't know whether you've looked seen. There's a picture of Tony Duffy's taken in the 1968 Olympics. Bob Beeman. It's iconic long jump picture.
0: And I bet I've seen it. Yeah. Tony...
3: Duffy. Bob, what, what, Bob, Bob um, Beeman. And what Olympics? Mexico. 68. Uh, uh, Mexico. It's a long jump picture where he's literally flying like a bird through the air. Let's have a look.
0: I think that's the one, is it? It's a bit dark, sorry. Yeah, sorry. that's the one. Yeah,
3: that's it.
2: Okay, yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. I've oh, wow, yeah, I've seen Absolutely that one. Absolutely iconic picture. Oh my God, he looks and
3: like he's was, about seven foot tall yeah, off the floor. Yeah, and that was the world record where he broke the world record by about two and a half feet. Wow. Literally two and a half feet in one jump. Uh, it's because of altitude in Mexico City and Tony didn't have a credential for those Olympics. He's sat in the crowd but he was an athletic fan. Wow. A bit like I was a golf fan. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's, and he was he's incredible this day he lives in uh, san diego and he's looking at the pictures every single day sports pictures we email all the time really yeah amazing man but he took that picture that's that is phenomenal and, you know that just
0: so you you were on the track in
3: 84? Yes, yeah, so I got there, and I was thinking I'm going to do that. You might that. just have to come a
0: little bit closer Sorry. to my I was,
3: I, I was thinking, I'm going to do that picture. <laughs> Walk in there. There's 100 photographers head on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm not going to get in there. So I thought, well, what's the, what's the thing about Carl Lewis? He'd all, he was also the Olympic um, 100 metres champion. So I thought, I'm going to do a picture of him sprinting, long jump. He sprints on the yeah. long jump. And I managed to talk my way into a position um, – on the side of the track where I could just, and and the light was fading and, but I still wanted to use nice quality film. Yeah. So I thought, right, I'm going to have to do a pan shot, which is for technical side is slow shutter speed. And I did it wide open on this hub. 130 feet, one three, five lens F two, which is technical term. You've lost me. Yeah. But, but yeah. people will know. I'm sure about people it. listen, yeah, people yeah. who know. And I know. shot it at a uh, 60th of a second. So it's, Blurred the background, but I held the focus on him as he's running, and literally that picture was in there. And when I saw that the next day, it was like, oh my god, yeah.
1: I don't, this, I'm going places. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that picture would look as good with today's equipment. It, there's something about the look of it. The look. Film. Just, yeah. I almost, I almost like the fact
0: his, his feet are moving that fast. Yeah. They yeah, look blurred. They're blurred.
3: Yeah. And you know, one of the great things I've had, that, and I didn't see it because I was away at the US PGA in 2012. And uh, that picture was projected onto the houses of parliament. Oh, yeah! And there's a picture on online. I, don't, I find actually, it. I don't know where you're going to find it. Wow, um, that's Carl, incredible. St. Carl Lewis to House of houses of parliament. That is him. And for me, I've got this huge in my study at home. This picture. It's my, not
0: coming up on Google by lots of things.
3: No, uh, probably it will be on Getty. It's on Getty. You have
0: site. to sh- us sh- a link later. Yeah, we'll I'll put it in the video. Yeah, no,
3: it's it's a brilliant picture. Wow. Yeah, and it's, someone's got it with Big Ben and the Houses of Parliament at night with oh my, my picture. That's so cool. Yeah.
0: Is so. what is then? What's the what's your m- most proudest moment?
3: Proudest difficult one because proud. I'm really proud of the Seve moment. Yeah. You know, for me. That picture. Yeah, it means so much to golf. It means so much to his family. It means so much to the Open Championship. Yeah. You know, it's it's European Tour, everybody. Even though it wasn't a European Tour event, you know. They all love for it because he's a European yeah. superstar. Yeah, so I'm most proud of that. I'm proud of that Carl Lewis picture. Yeah. But I'm just proud of the fact that I'm leaving a legacy to sport, to a sport that I love. and Yeah, a sport as a whole. I've got some pretty iconic football pictures in there in my, you know, World Cup career and some football. I think I was even here for the first Premier League. Uh, Brian Robson lifting the Premier League for the first time. Wow. Yeah, I was there that night. So I got in without a pass. Did you? <laughs> There's another <laughs> story <it>. behind that. <laughs> black it. No, it was a it was just a, a lucky moment. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah.
0: I suppose if you go in there with authority and cameras... Yeah. And, and enough one, yeah. Lanyards. And they'd seen
3: that I'd been there before. Yeah. It was just we, we needed an extra photographer in there and we just managed we worked a team as a team that got me in as well. But so
0: next thing I want to ask, hmm? what's your favourite major to photograph?
3: Right. As as a as an atmosphere and as an event the open. Okay. No doubt. Yeah. Yeah. But for photography, the masters. Just because of how beautiful it is? It's just so incredible. Yeah and and you know we have to work behind the ropes it's the only event we have to work from the crowd
0: and it's very it's very rare that well, no um patrons have cameras no can't have cameras during, can't tournament. have phones, yeah. during tournaments no, no phones but, so but you have to be the patron side behind the ropes behind
3: the ropes but the other beauty of that is if you look at the fairways there is just one cameraman and that's it yeah no it's clean. Bunk, no bunker rakers yeah no scoreboard carriers no radio commentators yeah. nothing it's clean it's pristine well, and I, the lights amazing at augusta
0: I've been once I was there for 2018 final yeah. round yeah and I couldn't believe how um, looking on the side of 13th yeah how empty it is yeah Do you I get know. like there's nothing there That's my is, studio
3: that's my afternoon studio 13th to me is perfect. like absolute best place
0: and you just pull up a green chair and and shoot away sometimes
3: or? no because you want to move don't you yeah you know how i'm having to talk my way through the crowd all the time of the, course. E- the english accent works, works a dream about yeah <laughs> and also the, uh, the, the, the my height helps yeah but sometimes it's a mission A bet try and get through because a lot
0: of time the the patrons part the chair there that's, and it. that's it that's
3: when you're in trouble yeah but then you try and get to the front row of the standing and then pray they don't stand up in front of you of course a big moment, you know. I've been done before on 18 by people just leaping up across me, and you just don't see a thing.
1: Oh my god! Yeah, question then for you, David. Yeah, so you've been to, as according to the 120 majors, yeah. which is ridiculous.
3: And I've just missed two masters, the first time uh, 37 in a row. I've done is that because oh. of travel restriction, yeah, restrict COVID, restrictions?
0: Yeah, you thought you could have done it, do you not think? I oh, no, no,
3: literally. To- the,
0: would you have had to quarantine when you got back or something? i uh, just all not be able to do reasons.
3: it. Also, there's insurance reasons right. um, within Getty. So. Would you have
0: liked to have been at those masters? Oh, God, just because God. there's no, the right going as well. and no crowd as well. Yeah, That's what I'm thinking. Angles
3: would have been uh, just a joy, but I were, gather it was quite tough actually. To were, be there, fair. were there some
0: American photographers that kind yeah, of wound yeah. you off about you know, you
3: know, it? The thing about Getty is we've got so many photographers, yeah. so we're staffing with like next well, week after next PGA Championship was just staffing with US-based photographers. And do you feel like you,
0: you're a, like a team? Like, does that, does yeah. Getty almost feels like a team. Yeah. So you, you don't mind if somebody from Getty
3: gets that picture? You want it of to be yours, obviously. It's competitive. I do
0: mind, yeah. <laughs> it's competitive. Well, <laughs> yeah. as, long, as long as Getty get it. But Getty Yeah, get that's it the number got, one priority. Yeah.
3: But um, I'm actually working slightly differently with Getty now because I've done 30, well, 38 years now. With the same company, yeah, and um, they kind of let me do what I want to of do. Of So we it, keep producing the
0: goods. So, well, yeah,
3: but um, it's also physically it's bloody hard. Now. I bet. yeah, so I'm in mid sixties, so to actually, you know, be up on your feet for fifteen hours carrying that stuff is of course quite physically.
1: Sorry, you're going to ask you. I was going to say we've again. been to 120 to majors so yeah. far, oh, which yeah. is obviously. Ridiculous, but what is it that really keeps that motivation? Is it, is it trying to find that other picture that's going to be like as on as with savvy one, or is it just the love of it? What is it that keeps you it's going? Both,
3: it's both. It's the, it's the, I mean, I do not go out without a camera. Basically, my wife hates me because every time I go for a walk or we go on holiday, full kit goes in. Really? Within reason, yeah. And, um, you know, I've got a passion for photography, so that's number one. Yeah. And number two is um, I just love being there, you know being part of
0: it being well, being just, busy just
3: witnessing the best golf in the You're world watching history yeah you must know everybody when you go to these tournaments though yeah, yeah for so you know, long the masters is funny
0: do you pretty much know every player
3: don't know the americans particularly well but certainly you know that's why i used to lo- i, I love doing the walker cup yeah and i missed this is the first yeah. one i've missed since 83 is it really Yeah, and that's because you get to meet them as amateurs of course and again, that's, what, was that's no- where I first met Rory McElroy pro- yeah. properly. Mm. And, you know, we've been friends ever since. And it's like, it made a massive difference. And
0: he won last night?
3: Yes, yeah, fantastic. Would you have, would
0: you have, if you. Ha- it, uh, so, how come you can't go there now? Is it still the same restrictions? I could know,
3: but Getty, it, it's um, all to do with. The, the, Insurance the, and stuff, you said. Yeah, and they don't want to um, have people travelling. I get you. And, you know, they've got staff in America who can yeah. do it, unfortunately. So, i am just got to be patient.
0: If you'd have had a choice yesterday. Yeah. On hindsight, yeah. to be at the Walker Cup final or, round or, or Rory's, Rorys.
3: Pff, difficult. Probably at Walker Cup,
0: just because you see these fresh faces. And I love the Walker Cup. Yeah, it's
3: a great event. <laughs> you know, match play at its best.
0: Yeah, yeah. Do you like the Ryder Cup as well? For that as love well. It, yeah, and love Presidents' it. Cup and Solheim yeah. Cup. Presidents'
3: Cup bit different. It's it's more of a.
0: That's more like a it's job still, for you, it, that it, one.
3: It's still... Well, it's not a job because I love it, love it, you know. Yeah. But it's. I was done the last one in Australia and it was fantastic. But it's just... It's a little bit more friendly. Yeah. It's a weird thing to say, but it's not quite got the same... Compassion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pa- competitiveness as the Ryder Cup had. Do
0: you find yourself being a bit biased towards the European players
3: for pitchers? Massively. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, I like Bryson DeChambeau. I Do think yeah. he's brilliant for golf. Mm. Uh, he's, he's a... You know, love him or hate him, character. Yeah, but I think he's. You like he, taking pictures of him? Yeah, God, yeah. God, I mean, I'd love to have been at Bay Hill when he knocks it across oh that pond. Yeah. What a shot that I'm was!
0: Crazy, crazy. I bet you got some good before and afters of him now as well. Yeah, the size you changes. Walker
3: Cup. And his arms are about the size of him, <laughs> <laughs> and now it's like <laughs> that. <Yeah. laughs>
0: um, then one one of the questions I wanted to, to ask as well taking pictures of golfers on golf course is obviously a huge passion taking pictures of just golf courses i love it do you as well oh yeah what what's what do you love about that so
3: much just the beauty and do you love
0: that more than taking pictures of players
3: yeah I, i think if i was you know the way i'm going at the moment and you know during lockdown i've learned how to fly a drone. So I've got a drone license now. Nice. Uh, I was going to say
0: new, that that's a bit of a game changer for you.
3: It
1: is.
0: Because Am I right in saying you took that famous picture
1: of Dubai? Yeah, I've got, from the I've helicopter. Got before and after was that a helicopter? Yeah, that's that's but, famous. That picture that is, isn't it's it?
3: It's a bonkers, isn't it? It's the most amazing. Getting up now. Well, you know, I've got a file I can send you, but it's a before and after of the eighth old ground level, and.
0: From the famous Eight Hole, going back towards well, the city,
3: the same view, the, the view. No way. Yeah. And, and did
0: you know back then? Did you know what it was going to become? Or well, I just actually
3: um, a really good friend of mine, Tony Lewis, was the PR guy for the Emirates Golf Club. Okay. He took me out before it was built. That's yeah. That's how I got that picture.
0: So that was even before play had even been played there. Yeah.
3: Yeah. He said this is going to be big, and he's he's lived in Dubai ever since then. Fantastic, but it just but he he. um Said to me, he said, This is going to be big enough. So I went out. Emirates, Emirates, Air, Emirates Airline just started in those days. EK 001 flew to Gatwick. And um, I remember going out on that flight. And you see he always got me business class seats. So it was a fantastic experience. Yeah. And um, yeah, get up there and you just see the vision of what they had and Sheikh Mohammed had for Dubai. And to think that golf is so much a part of that vision. Yeah. You know, they knew they didn't have the natural resources Abu Dhabi had, and they knew they had to create something that was different to compete with Abu Dhabi because, um, you know, they were oil rich, gas rich. Dubai didn't have that. Yeah. And his vision was to make this amazing commercial tourist, you know, attraction. tourist attraction. Yeah. And that golf club is such an iconic part. So central into yeah, it. the development of Dubai as a emirate that. Um, yeah, I'm really honoured to have been there to see to be able to record that, and uh, I missed my first Dubai Desert Classic. As did well really? anyway? Yeah, I didn't to everyone. Oh, the one that you've just missed now, yeah. just in Jan. Is, yeah. th- is
1: that annoying because the fact you've not gone, but also the fact that you can't say I've been to everyone since? Oh, yes,
3: yeah, I mean, it's infuriating. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's, it's yeah. like an asterisk. Next yeah. Year. yeah, yeah. Hopefully, I'm going to manage the Solheim Cup in September because I've done every one of those. Where's that this year? It's in America. So I'm thinking that by September, I think we'll be okay. Hopefully, touch water. So
1: before the pandemic then, were you obviously traveling a lot still?
3: Yeah, 25, 30 weeks a year. Wow. And
1: is that hard for the family, for your wife and your young son and stuff?
3: Yeah. Yeah. But they've been brilliant because they, you know, when I am home, I'm home. Yeah. And not many dads are able to go to the matches midweek and pick them up from school. And so I'm home for two weeks at a time or whatever it is. And I do everything with him. Yeah. Is
0: Is he into photography?
3: Yeah, he's a good little photographer. Is he, he? could be all right, yeah. But his, um, his, his great thing's cricket. He's, really? Yeah, a little Sussex cricketer. And Sounds uh, like a mini-you. Wow. Yeah, he's good.
0: A mini-you from Look cricket? He to golf in a few years. A but, my you know oldest, my,
3: but my oldest boy did that. You know, he, he was a great little cricketer, very strong cricketer, Yeah, and could have easily have played it seriously. But he found golf at age 13, so I'm dreading the... You know, I've got two years to go. <laughs> if Toby comes up to me and says I want to go and play golf, I'm like, oh my god, here we, here go, we go again. again. <laughs> yeah, and it's
0: Dad's responsibility to make sure yeah. they get the jobs and they get the opportunities. You yeah, know enough absolutely. people in golf.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. When you, I just want to rewind on that Dubai one when you went. Could you almost, could you almost vision it becoming what it was like? Did Not a clue. It, like, it doesn't uh, even. No. You can't. It was literally you know, the, a golf course the first, in a desert.
3: The, the first seven or eight of those desert classics was nothing it didn't really change the odd hotel was being built along the along the coast yeah. by the golf club yeah you know the Sheikh Zayed road was still a four lane road maximum
0: now it's like 12 lanes isn't it? yeah
3: <laughs> and you know and um, Sheikh Z- we once went we drove from they were building the Abu Dhabi golf club and I think 2000 and, uh, 2000 1999 round about then we got a press trip and we got on a bus from the Emirates Golf Club on the Sunday night after the tournament. Yeah. And they took us up to Abu Dhabi. It took nearly four hours or something. What? So that road was behind was th- lorries. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, you know, it's a hundred and something kilometers. And for
0: most people, it's uh, it's 50 minutes now into yeah, 50, an hour.
3: Oh, literally, yeah. It was a miserable journey. I remember that. Yeah, lots of stops.
0: Next question. <laughs> mm-hmm. Another one. Obviously, photographers. So golfers are, are out on the golf course. Yeah and they're playing for their livelihoods they're living everything that they've you know it's their passion have you ever got into any conflicts with them
3: Monty tell he was out of order can you can
0: you tell it (laughs) yeah of course I can let's dive into it
3: Dunhill Cup okay um, St Andrews yeah uh, one of the very latest later Dunhill Cups I think Scotland were playing Paraguay in the World Cup no in the Dunhill Cup What's the Dunhill Cup? Cup was the precursor of the Dunhill Links, where they used to have um, a team of three from.
0: Possi- oh, so this is still golf. Yeah, golf. Okay.
3: St Andrews. Yeah. yeah on the old course, yeah. and um, team of three, and it was it was stroke play, match play.
0: So three from Scotland, the yeah, three playing, from Paraguay. Yeah, three matches. Okay.
3: Yeah, and it's stroke play, match play. So in other words, you know, you can be four ahead. But you can lose on the eighteenth sort of thing, so
2: don't it, quite get well. So stroke. you,
3: you, you it, it's stroke play. Okay, but you, you get your point by winning.
1: I get you. If right. you got me, so yeah. so, so, you, have so to,
3: you have to shoot less than the
1: other person. The other so I shoot ninety. Rick shoots ninety two. I get the point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay.
3: So Monty's on the seventeenth. He said it left off the tee, safe shot. Yeah, his little fade didn't work. But he's grumpy because I think he's one down, well, shot behind or something yeah. at this stage. And um, I'm the only photographer out there on the left because that's quite a nice spot in the deep hay and yeah. stuff. And I'm miles off his line. I mean, he's going to have to hit a banana slice to get it over me. And um, anyway, he starts, you know, doing his thing and huffing and puffing. And then he shouts at me. And I think, okay, I'm gonna get out of the way here. I know you know, with Monty he just don't he was he was infuriated on the course, off the course, fantastic. Yeah. Brilliant bloke. But, but on the on course, course oh my God, heat a battle. The game infuriated him, basically. Right. And he infuri fools infuriated him and I was the fool that afternoon for getting <laughs> in his way, basically.
0: Oh no. Yeah.
3: And I remember seeing him afterwards and I said, Monty, that was a bit unfair and he said oh, i'm so sorry did he apologize yeah but um did he know it was you oh yeah obviously yeah we you know yeah but he, he i don't think i've ever really uh rory at the open at, st. Dan, at uh, royal st george's beautiful sky 18th tea and we can just sneak in and lie down behind the tea and I, it's been pouring with rain and the cameras have got wet I'm literally, he's just about to start his backswing, and this camera starts going. Yours does? Yeah. I'm not pressed anything, God's truth, oh to, my this, to this day. So this is 18th hole, yeah, uh, Everyone looks round. here. You know, George. God, who's that idiot? St. You George's, sorry, yeah. 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 But uh, luckily enough, it was still going, I put it on the ground, it was still going, and Rory just sort of laughed at me. <laughs> <And> <laughs> That's I was, funny. But I was so cross. It it's never happened to me. You feel like this big. Yeah. Yeah. Because
0: um, I'm always, even when I'm at a golf event, bar the Masters, where you can't yeah. take your phone, yeah. I must check my phone a hundred times when
3: I'm on, when yeah. I'm near people. I'm, I'm just sure you so
1: terrified. You can, yeah. you can still make noise when it's on silent, when you do that thing, when you hold the buttons down, it's like the SOS oh, thing yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And I this. Know.
3: yeah, yeah. They're lethal things, aren't yeah. they, phones? When the, when the mobile phones first came out, they were really lethal, because...
1: Uh, I don't think they had a silent mode, did they back when well, they, they first did, but I mean it was well, they, they, for a long time it.
0: they weren't they weren't really allowed in golf tournaments no. as well for a and while. Said, I remember I no. remember dropping them off at Raw Birddale, I can't yeah. remember what year
1: now. In the, the open they
3: banned them. Yeah, they did. Yeah. And then yeah. they've obviously brought but them that in was again now. Tiger, you know, era. Tiger Woods, yeah, yeah. That was a bad era for the open for working conditions because he brought his own war with him, basically. Really? Yeah. What's
0: the best picture you got of
2: Tiger?
3: In the woods in Dubai in the he, behind the trees I can send you but he's he, playing Thomas Bjorn 2001 and uh, he loses it on the 18th because he drives right through the fairway because it's a dog Bush. leg left in it he yeah, goes a through a sharp dog leg that he yeah. went through into these bushes and he's in there and it's an, again technically it's another good picture for me because it's very dark in there and I've got a 600mm lens on a monopod which is really tough and um, I've managed to 125th of a second or 60th of a second again, but he's hit this shot and the sand's come blurred. And it's like streaks of sand. Whoa. But i have always—I'd always wanted to get Tiger in the Woods. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, and that was it. That's my ultimate Tiger in the Woods. Picture. I thought you were
0: going to say one of the ones at the Masters, '97 Masters. Oh yeah. Masters well, I mean,
3: or... you know, the last Masters, I got his backside, the famous picture
0: when he turned back towards the crowd. Yeah. Oh, yeah the but guy. I
3: actually, it's a lovely version. It is. it's been used a lot because the crowd the massive reaction in the crowd's brilliant and he's there arms up like that. So i'm quite proud of that one even yeah, though yeah. at the time i think jeez i'm in the wrong spot again yeah. you know so. as long
0: as it's not side view as long as you're 180 to him i guess yeah as long as as long it as, as you face may, on yeah or right behind yeah it's the side ones that yeah. probably don't crowd
3: like. yeah yeah and you know the reaction for the crowd is just spectacular yeah yeah to a man, everyone's got their arms up, except for Craig Stadler. It's a brilliant picture. Because is Because really? if you look at it, yeah, <laughs> there's one grumpy chap sat on a stool at the front row, and it's Craig Stadler in a oh green jacket. Yeah. Why, is he any reason? No, it's just Craig Stadler. It's the way he is, I think.
0: What's the one picture you want to get? Is the one that you've, you don't feel like you've got yet? I know it's hard to predict the future, but mm. is, is the one that you think... I wish or I want
1: to get that picture. Can I put words in your mouth, Rory in a green, in a green Rejectly, jacket? I'm just going to say
3: exactly the <laughs> same you thing. You're going to say that. No hesitation. <laughs> that, would be, that would be... Imagine if you had done it this time. So I was have been, praying. I bet. I have to say, you know, the old bones were being rattled a bit. <laughs> yeah. As much as I would have loved to have seen him win it, I was quite relieved when he didn't. Yeah.
0: Any, yeah. Anyone, any others? Do you think like... A, I feel like you would have grown up, obviously, with Westwood.
3: Yeah, West would win a major. I mean, that's the saddest thing I've seen in golf was Watson not winning in two thousand and nine. Oh, that was awful, wasn't it? With Stuart Sink. Yeah, that that spoiled the one of the greatest stories in sport basically
0: and you you weren't I'm, I'm going to put I'm going to throw a guy under the bus here yeah. mm-hmm. you weren't as impressed as him you didn't want not you didn't,
1: didn't want, not him want him to win. win obviously I know for, for photography wise yeah. that would have been some picture yeah. the only thing I thought and I said on the podcast before which obviously is is a very different opinion to most people is that I want golf to be seen as cool and young to, to younger people and I yeah. just wondered if a guy that was 50 something or whatever it was yeah. at the time won the biggest event in the world would that I think you missed the point yeah. personally <laughs> I think that would have been
3: you know that, that that's would have been so brilliant for golf because name any sport that you can have yeah. a career that's going to last you four decades basically mm. and you're going to be competitive for four decades you can't can you no and no, I think true. that would have, that would have been the absolute iconic moment and the fact he'd won 5 opens already I know. at that point and, it, and just then, that, was then it, Westwood unfortunately he in a way lost it worse than Watson did because you know, he went through the back of 16, I think it was, Westwood, didn't he? That 15, f- treacherous bunker. At the same bu- open. Same open, as a treacherous bunker just through the back of this par three. So, um, and didn't get up and down. And
1: Sorry, I just, sorry, carry on. I was
0: going to say, Westwood winning major
3: yeah 100 oh yeah brilliant
0: i just feel like he is and the, the way he's playing at the moment is just phenomenal like he's yeah. playing i mean he's yeah. died off a little bit these last few weeks but yeah. before that he's just been playing outrageous yeah
1: yeah, yeah. do you quite i was going to ask them obviously when, when i've been to majors myself not been to that many i've been to a few opens but sometimes you feel you actually don't see much golf because obviously you can't watch it all on the course yeah. do you almost come back from a tournament and feel like you've kind of not actually seen that much you know you've been there for four days that infuriates my wife yeah, have watch it when you get myself. back.
3: Have you recorded the golf? <laughs> no, I sit, sit You've been for there seven for seven hours, hours and watch the golf. <laughs> but you,
0: you don't do you see try, a lot, do you Do you try really? and spot yourself? Huh? Do you try and spot yourself? No.
3: No, <laughs> no, no not intentionally. I, I, every time and now and again, I, I'm always embarrassed when I see myself on the screen. <laughs> Lying down with your camera oh, going yeah. off without you touching it. Or I'm picking my nose or whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: on, um, with, the, with the kind of integration now, obviously, with mobile phones being so good, mm-hmm. pictures that are taken on mobile phones, sometimes you feel like they get too much praise, or or do, are you a, are you a fan of modern technology no, with phones and it's stuff
3: like that? Photography thing again, isn't it? It's part of photography now. Yeah, I mean, I've just been lucky enough to get a new iPhone. I'm blown away by that damn camera on that thing. It is good, isn't it? Yeah, it's fantastic. You know, and uh, might it stop me of taking my big cameras on <laughs> holiday? No, oh, no, still not. I still need that long lens. I'm, I'm born and bred on long lenses. Uh, the effect of a long lens is...
2: Do you like the depth of
0: field? I like this. But this yeah. You can't much. do that with an iPhone. No. Like You've got, got, por- yeah. you got the portrait. Portrait, though, but it's but... not the same league. And uh, what about editing software? Because you can get editing that can do this now, can't you?
3: I suppose you have, yeah. But, but again, it's not I, as. I'm not a Photoshop expert, unfortunately. I you, probably you're... should be. I think, you know, in the old days, a young photographer, you'd learn mm. in a dark room. A lot of the best all-sport photographers came from having jobs, working as assistants in the dark room, seeing mm. the great pictures and seeing how they work yeah nowadays if you need to learn Photoshop first you know if you're a young photographer you get brilliant at Photoshop because of course that will help you a lot
0: almost saves you bad pictures doesn't it really mm,
3: to a certain extent but you've still got to expose digital cameras that's, that's a trap people can fall into is that you think you know you can get away with it but if you've got if you've exposed it right in the first place it, you can do so much more with the file afterwards
0: the golf playing golf mm-hmm what picture or what part of golf I'm trying to explain this the best way do you like taking pictures of the best is it full shots with the driver bunker shots putting celebrations reactions emotions what do you enjoy the most
3: I like the whole lot but I think um, as a golfer I like seeing a swing shot full there's a picture in there of Seve um, like a like a
0: what, I'm, find it. I'm trying to think what you call them now um Oops. Like a breakdown? Um, like a swing sequence. sequence. Yeah, sequence. Yeah, I
3: don't, uh, yeah, Sequences are great because um, they're part of um, part of uh, this, is, this, this to me is the ultimate swing shot. No, so d- yeah, so so a des-
0: a describe this one to everyone listening.
3: That, um, that was taken in the open at Lytham in 1988 and it was the third, second round, Friday afternoon Lytham 15th hole monster par 5 into yeah. the wind Yeah, beautiful light Seve right at the peak of his swing on a slight uphill lie and I just you know the fact he didn't wear a hat that's another big I bet you liked that about him didn't you I liked it about all golf in those days I've got a famous picture of Jack Nicholas in 86 you know when he's following the putt in on the 17th hole in the final round oh yeah was yeah. that when
2: he's wearing like a yellow
3: yellow yeah but iconic picture yeah, the yeah, last major you. yeah that's oh, a <laughs> version of it anyway um and um, no hat. And golfers didn't really start wearing hats because they weren't. They weren't. You know, they weren't the the value now. If you asked Chubby, Chubby Chando, he said, oh, "No, Dave." He said mm-hmm. that. That's it. He said that's the most important part of a golfer's body. Yeah, the hat. So you, you don't see the people's personalities because you get shadows. Shadows. We
0: we even struggled making videos. Like I often sometimes yeah. like I need to not get my cap in the way because yeah. I just you can't yeah. don't see my eyes. It's horrendous,
1: isn't it? um david just so so we don't obviously forget before we do wrap this up where can people get the book and let's have a little bit on the book because we've referenced it a few times and we've got obviously a copy it looks awesome but where can people find it um, and tell us a bit more about the book
3: so the book was it's an idea obviously i've always dreamt about doing a book like this on sebi especially since he passed away but not had time really and um last summer i suddenly thought you know what am i going to do and i got time came up with the idea tried to find the publishers nobody really backing me at that point and i had a a chance conversation with martin slumbers of the rna yeah and he said you know just contact me if you need help with it great and so i did like yeah well well i did once i got a publisher interested i still had to find a publisher who was going to back us but then these the publishers vision sport publishing were not quite convinced but then once we got the sponsorship or the help Uh, i don't like really call it sponsorship it's like involve it's it's a partnership almost like a a collaboration Collaboration, yeah and um that's so significant that um that got got the idea off the ground then i spoke to carmen his ex-wife uh about involving family and she said speak to the children and i did and they were fantastic from the word go brilliant and um it all developed from that and then you know we did this online basically with me with the design on one end of the computer and and we put it all together and it was a great journey and it brought back a lot of emotion and i tried to use all the best what i thought some of the best pictures by other photographers as well so it's not purely my work at all but it's um all from the Getty archive, basically. And it's
0: such a... I mean, it's so well put together. It's a beautiful yeah, book.
3: Really, I'm really thrilled the way it's come out. So his life
0: through the lens. Yeah. And like I say, there's loads of pictures, obviously. You've taken over the years, other other um, great, photographers, great, family films. pictures that you said that n- no people one, have never seen no, them before.
3: But, you know, when you look at those family pictures, every single picture has that smile. Yeah. There's, there's never been a smile like it in sport, I don't think. Tiger's smile's different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It hasn't got that same warmth.
0: Yeah. He was. He, uh, it's an odd one because he, he kind of. You know, I was born in 86. Yeah. So I kind of missed the Seve window. I'd have loved, I, Obviously, I, I massively respect him and yeah. everything that he did. And I've seen all the, yeah. the archives and everything else. I, ne- I didn't live in this world no. and I kind of yeah. miss it. I, it's hard to explain out to of people. Of all the golfers, the, I think this is the the era that I would have loved to experience. Yeah.
3: yeah. It was an amazing experience for European golf. Yeah, I amazing. Because you've got Langer, Lyle, Faldo, Woosnam, Lassabelle yeah winning majors you know and, and from not being apart from tony jacklin we've barely won a major it's crazy yeah. isn't it so,
0: so available to buy now
3: yeah to buy now it's uh, it was launched last friday may the 7th the 10th anniversary of his passing um Is that how long it's been already yeah. 10 years wow so it's it's going to be available in bookshops fairly soon brilliant and the but the best way to buy it is on, online at www. Seve the book. And dot com.
0: the And there's two
3: two editions you can buy because you can buy the regular trade edition, which is this one, or there's a special limited boxed edition, This is nice. Which is nice. This is <laughs> nice. And yeah. you get
0: is, you say you got the print in this uh, one. So
3: I signed I signed a print on art paper in each one, numbered one to a thousand.
0: Wow. <laughs> is this ours? Yeah.
3: Wow. Yeah, that's not one of the Limbs edition stuff. What? <laughs> no, but that is that is that's my author's copies. I got some author's copies, so they're
0: more rare. Yeah, <laughs> they
3: are. There's only fifty of those. Perfect. So there you go. Are he You
0: proud of it? I'm proud of how it's come out?
3: I'm very proud. Yeah, and there's one picture. I just want to, yeah, to yeah, say don't. one little special. Might the most memorable day of my photographic career was in 1992 when I had the privilege pleasure whatever it was of spending a day with Seve and Pedrania. wow where we did instruction pictures in the morning and then at lunchtime we're having a very nice lunch because we'd managed to do all the pictures in the morning and it was finished early and he was very happy boy and uh, I said Seve you know it's one thing I'd love to do is I'd love to see where you started hitting golf balls which was on the beach with a three iron and pebbles Mm -hmm.
0: famous flop shots from the book from the the beach basically
3: yeah Basically he learned to putt on the on the sand in, wow. in soma Beach which is very close to Padrania. And he said, Do you want to go, David? I said, Sure, I'd love yes. to go. Let's go.
0: Please. So
3: two minutes later he was coming out the kitchen with an empty soup can with the with a lid taken off. Oh my day. Yeah. And a napkin. He said, Come on, we go into his car, down to the beach, and he starts cutting this hole with his soup can and it's um you know so, so, so it's, how do I put it upside down bang it down pull it out it's a bit like a sandcastle the reverse yeah yeah and, uh, and then he said uh he said oh, i'll just go behind the stick. So he went off and found a stick on the side of the beach put the stick in tied the napkin to the top this is how i learned to putt for augusta Oh my days! Yeah, well, it's just you and him on the beach. Yeah, and the and the editor from Golf World. Wow. How full
1: yeah. circle is that? gone you've gone from playing this guy when he was relatively unknown, yeah, I know. To and then I having, having a moment like that, idolising him, doing yeah. that, and then yeah. ten years after his death, yeah. you know, making this book with his family and his children, which yeah. they'll cherish forever. That's awesome. Yeah. And then
3: we also set some swing sequences. So he had his practice ball bag and this and, that. and I'm packing up. I'm quite jet lagged because I'd only flown in from Singapore the day before, day and a half before, and here going up but walking back to say, David, where are you going? Where are you going? I said, Seven Donna, brilliant. And I mean, no, 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 no. We have to find the balls. So he marched us off down the beach and we're trying no to find way. yeah. Thirty six tightness pro and we were one short and he was still muttering about it
4: in the car. <laughs> <What's> the <laughs> yeah. Sounds like you can
3: go practice.
0: When do you envision and you might not do, mm-hmm. whether you have a plan or whether you going to share it, <clears throat> when do you hang up the cameras yeah, the lenses well, when I
3: can't walk that's it or can't see brilliant yeah so, so lots more majors to come oh please god yeah lots I, more Ryder Cups I, I, I was really 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 wanting to do 50 Masters in a row oh. you know it would have been such a such a, an amazing legacy to leave uh, hopefully I'm going to get to um, 50 Opens in a row because oh yeah Oh yeah! Did it miss one? one yeah
0: oh you should do that yeah I think you can put a little asterisk next to 2019,
3: uh, 2020 and 2021. It's definitely got a big asterisk. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah definitely. Yeah. Well, David, it's been an absolute pleasure and honor. Oh, so
1: if it wasn't for the fact we look at the thing we could go on probably all day, couldn't we? I know. We? It's been a pleasure and honor. <laughs> now
0: we've, we've we've been rolling for 2 hours. It's been phenomenal. Oh. Um you 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 like I say one of the the names, I don't I think one of the most famous of the most famous name in golf photography um the, the work you've done the legacy you're going to leave is going to make your, your family super proud people in the industry you've set the benchmark and and i think for everything you've done here for sevi and his family and everything else is just phenomenal so david you've been an honor to be on the podcast mm. thanks so yeah. much and uh people listening go out and buy the book there's not many uh, copies certainly the limited edition ones get your hands on them and david that was an absolute honor
3: thank you so much both of you that was, it was really fun That oh, was awesome. brilliant cheers thank you so this much calm.